0: It's showtime.
1: With Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussin', and a discussing with America's
2: only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head On with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night
3: by Cole River Mountain Watch. Cole River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Cole River Mountain
2: Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful
3: West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. And here we go, off and running on this 21st day of November 2022. This is The Horn. Head on.live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. And that, of course, is where you go if you'd like to be part of the Merry Madcap Wacky Zany Real-Time Madcap Multi uh, Extravaganza. That's two Madcaps. That is The Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live Monday through Friday. 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between and the Great Globe Round, and where if you do pop by just now, you'll be greeted by early arrivers, Ralphs and Squeaky and Anatole, and capably moderated by longtime and indefatigable veteran chatroom moderator, Sparky, who being a third stage guild navigator has nonetheless chosen not to fold space and become man cave here in this. First day of Thanksgiving week. That's right, Anatole. It's a double madcap experience. Hi, I'm Robin. And, uh, well, let's just say it. This is not Morian Monday on the horn. This is in Morning Monday on the horn. God. It. Well, we'll get there. We'll talk about it. And if you need to talk about it, I hope you will chime in. Um, but every program here at The Horn begins with gratitude, and so we say thank you to our 21st, 20th, and 19th day of the month subscribers. So that means a, a, a heartfelt thank you. To uh, uh, to Karen, thank you, Karen, and thank you to Her- uh, Harold, President and CEO of Sottris, the Secret Open Carry Happy Trails Roundup Society, headquarters in Iowa, United States of America. Thank you to uh, thank you to Tracy, and thanks so much to Ralphs and Vincent and Armand, and thank you to David up in Oregon. Thank you to uh, Reverbo, the Human Man. Thank you to Dr. John out in New Mexico. Um, Thanks so much to Darlene in Connecticut and Sharon and Clayton. Thank you. Thank you all for being partial sponsors of this program. For a fundraising goal, I'm trying to figure out exactly where uh, we're in the $1,100 neighborhood. Oh, and thank you to Brandon and Fennell. Went to the post office box this weekend. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Fennell. Um, So we're we're like at $1,100 to uh, come up even with fundraising. It would be great if we could take a big chunk out of that. Um. Yesterday, as you know, or as most of you know, I presume, was the uh, Trans Day of Remembrance. It's the day every year when we take time to remember, as I mentioned on Friday, to remember the mostly black and brown and indigenous women some white white women too. And some trans guys and some non binaries who get murdered for nothing more than stay than, than 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 living on earth who are murdered for their transness. And so that makes november the twentieth um a Somber day to say the least. And I talked about that on Friday. You know, I actually have a photograph from November the 20th, 2021. Uh, at the time, I was just getting up enough strength to be up and about in our apartment. And I certainly didn't attend any Trans Day of Remembrance observances or anything because literally couldn't get out of the house. But yesterday I determined that I would I would go and attend the observance over in Beckley and I did. Um and I'm very glad that I did. But the problem was that yesterday morning, when my little when my little eyes popped open, and I did what I do and always do and probably shouldn't, and that was you know check my notifications from overnight. It's a sort of a neurotic pathology that I developed over the course of the four years of the nitwit Nero administration, you know, because I'd, I'd check my notifications to make sure that he hadn't blown up the world or anything yet. And a little a little after 8, maybe 8.05, the first thing I saw was that there had been a slaughter in Colorado. You know, another one of those mass murder firearms events that not a single Republican will be willing to do anything about. I mean, uh, well, we'll get there. We'll talk about it. Um, For those who don't know, and I presume everybody does, but still, this is a first draft of history. At a little before midnight, at a club in Colorado Springs, Colorado, the, the beloved home of our dear, dear, dear friend, Lady B., who has waxed eloquent about her love for the Springs on more than one occasion. And she was the first person to come to mind when I read the news. In a little strip mall in Colorado Springs, a storefront had been transformed into a club called Q. It was an LGBTQ nightclub, a gathering spot, a watering hole, a seen-and-be-seen safe space uh, for the LGBTQQQIA plus community. And a little before midnight, a lawful gun owner came in with a handgun and a rifle didn't say a word just started shooting the minute he got through the door to the best of my knowledge and and I was reading updates even, well that's actually why I was a couple of minutes late to air is I was checking updates to see if any more detail had been released But at the, latest, the latest that I could figure out was that of the five people that this monster, Andy, murdered, at least three out of the five were trans. Two trans guy and guys and one trans girl. He wounded or maimed 25 others. (sighs) Um, And... Mercifully, two people who were in attendance at the club... And this gives you some idea of how deadly these weapons are. The shooting started at 11.50. The first call came in at 11.56 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. It was all over by 12.02 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Two minutes past midnight. Too heroic in the... Word that it is proper to use that word heroic. Um, people in in the club subdued the little little monster, the little devil. And according to some accounts I read, uh, the reason that that the monster wound up in the hospital, instead of just being taken straight to jail, was because they pistol whipped him with his own goddamn gun. And although I'm a nonviolent person, um, if that is indeed true, I am not a nickel's worth of upset about it. Now, two things came readily to mind when I first saw the news of this latest instance of Second Amendment freedom, this latest memorial to the National Rifle Association this latest confirmation that the peace and tranquility and machismo of pasty-faced, doughy old white men over the ability to live of everybody else, especially people in marginalized communities. The first thing that I noticed was the name of the club, Q, which makes sense. Queer. Q is for, uh, you know, Q is for queer. Friday, we had the the Bert and Ernie thing. About the letter Q. It was fucking treason, Bert. It was treason. And we all got a good giggle out of that. And so immediately I thought, oh no, not a cue ball. But then then I found out that only hours prior, uh, the Q nightclub in Colorado Springs had posted notice that there would be an open drag brunch yesterday as part of their observances of the Trans Day of Remembrance. And then it all became abundantly clear. Meanwhile, of course, the newspaper articles say, Law enforcement authorities are still looking for a potential motive and are treating this as possibly a hate crime. Uh, you do you, boo. Doesn't take does, it, it does not take a great big giant space telescope to figure this one out. Then more details began to trickle in. Turns out he was the grandfather, the murderer was, is the grandson of an assemblyman from the state of Colorado who compared the terrorists who attacked the Capitol on January 6th to the American Revolution. And, of course, is transphobic as hell. Because maggot and transphobe, as a Venn diagram, is just a single circle. And then uh, I I started, uh, well, not started. The first person I thought of was Lady B. And I reached out to her, and we communicated through the day yesterday. And I have a note from her. Um, sorry, this is, this is a little bit difficult. Okay, this is a lot difficult. Even to talk about, to contemplate. My city was gone. As all of you know, there was a mass shooting in my city Saturday night. What many of you don't know is how close to home it was to me. Club Q, where it happened, is a popular hangout for my bisexual niece and my gay great-nephew. My niece's best friend from childhood, James, and his boyfriend, Juan Carlos, were both shot. James suffered a gunshot wound to his arm, and Juan Carlos was shot in the leg. Thankfully, they will both be okay. But James's sister was shot in the stomach and chest. She lost a lot of blood. She immediately went into surgery early this morning and is now stable. I suspect she'll be facing more surgery as the days wear on. All of us are heartbroken. Actually, I'd say we're also surprisingly resigned to shit like this. Because even though this shooting is horrible on so many levels, this is the world we have bequeathed to our children this shit happened in my city in a state where mass shootings are all too familiar. Columbine High School kind of put us on the map. Mass shootings seemed to spread like wildfire from there. You're welcome, I guess. The shooting was shockingly enough, uh, it was shocking enough, but surprisingly, it also made me even more aware of just how many people really hate Colorado Springs. Their anger is justified. After all, we tried to pass Amendment 2 here. To be fair, it was the leader of a California church who left that den of sin and inequity and relocated his church and twisted ideology to our small city. We've had LGBTQ organizations form and rally against its passing, and they succeeded. But there still was a lot of local voters who nonetheless wanted to follow his lead. Colorado Springs is fucking beautiful. We're a city in the foothills of Pikes Peak the most popular of the state's 53-14ers, mountains that soar 14,000 feet or more above sea level, and they are all part of the 3,000-mile-long Rocky Mountains, which extend from British Columbia to New Mexico. Colorado Springs is home to the Garden of the Gods, which are gorgeous red rock formations that are a hugely popular site for both tourists and locals to take pictures and hold weddings. As an aside, we tossed one of my brother's ashes from the Kissing camels formation. We're also home to five military bases, in particular NORAD, which sits inside the 11,000 foot Cheyenne Mountain, and the Air Force Academy, which is renowned for its beautiful chapel. At 6,000 plus feet above sea level, our city is literally breathtaking. They sell many oxygen canisters at Walgreens for tourists who may become short of breath. There are really no words to describe how magnificent the view is of the front range. I hope many of you someday will have a chance to see it. I want to pause for a moment to tell you I just talked to my niece, James's sister, who will have surgery tomorrow morning. That's today. She has micro holes in her lungs from the shrapnel, but they seem to be healing. We hope and pray, but we believe in the science. Memorial Hospital is one of the best hospitals in the state. Anyway, back to our reputation. Colorado Springs is a bloodstain on a state that's pretty blue. Our local government is all Republican. We voted to legalize weed, but for medical only, recreational stores must sell it outside city limits. We have a lot of homeless people in the southwestern part of town where I live. We are the second largest city in this state, but sometimes you'll hear the old people refer to us as a town town. Including El Paso County, we're nearly 700,000 strong, but we still think we're a town. And that's part of the problem. Even though we're a pop, it's a popular tourist destination, I know some of you think my city isn't as welcoming as it should be. And to be honest, until today, I didn't want to acknowledge that. I'm a black woman who, along with my twin, were born the daughters of a black soldier who was stationed here. Daddy retired here because it was better than raising your kids in a big city or the still segregated south. We minorities seem to fall victim to the keep-to-yourself syndrome. We kept to ourselves and our kin, and life moved on. Unlike many parts of the South, we have interracial problems here. That shit didn't happen in my dad's home state of Mississippi until the 90s. He wanted his girls to get a good education and never sell ourselves short. Out of my mother's nine children, my twin and I were the first to graduate college And even though the springs will never be a place to make it big, it is relatively safe, or it was. I don't know anymore. I try not to look. The Californians who move here, they're the ones who helped us defeat Amendment 2. We natives always bitch and moan about the Californians and the Texans, but they bring the money in even more than the soldiers used to. We were the last of my dad's military brats. That's how you become a native, or at least it was when I was a kid. The military is our pride and joy when the AFA, the Air Force Academy, has its May graduation. People park on the side of I-25 to watch the uh, celebratory flyovers. Hearing the roar of F-16s and A-10s is routine. routine. And it may sound corny, but it still makes my heart swell with pride. We have extraordinary armed forces, five friggin' bases in a 20-mile radius. Almost every native can trace their presence to the parents being in the military. It brought diversity to the springs, but it's one thing to be a person of color. It's another to be gay or trans. As I mentioned before, I have LGBTQ family members. And there's no hate or shame in their game because us aunties and uncles and their moms and dads are children of the 70s and 80s. We grew up minorities in a small town. We know better. Hating on the kids because of who they sleep with or how they want to dress is a distinction without a difference. And I will confess, even us old folks are still trying to wrap around our uh, minds around folks like you, dear Robin. We may never get it, but we'll take it. None of the kids should ever have to leave this earth before us old folks do, especially over bullshit like hate. Despite that asshole further tarnishing my city's reputation, most of us want our kids to feel needed and wanted. Places like Club Q let them feel needed and wanted. It's only one of two LGBTQ nightclubs here. They need a place to meet new friends and hang out with folks like them. What happened Saturday was horrifying. I knew we had folks on the fringe, E.G., that motherfucker who shot up Planned Parenthood a few years back, but I never thought they'd act out on the gay community. That club isn't downtown. It isn't right up in anybody's face. And although the safety of my school-age nieces and nephews has always been top of mind for me, I never thought the young adults would have to live in fear for their lives, too. But we covet that which we hate. There are folks who will seek out those they hate because they want to be as free and happy as they are, but for some reason they can't. And although the police say they don't know the motive, I'm sure that was why. I shouldn't say it, but I wish folks like that young man would have just shot himself first. Taking out others because you're miserable is the sign of a weak and broken person. He's not a man, he's a miserable little shit. And to think we voted to get rid of the death penalty two years ago. Colorado Springs is breathtaking, both physically and as mentioned above, sometimes literally. The mountains are God's country, a majestic wonder that will make you gape in astonishment should you see them from an airplane. I know I did the first time I flew. I have lots of love in my heart for my city. I can't explain why folks who claim to love the beauty here have hate in their hearts. Where do they find the time? This... is a new age. This is a new age. Folks should be free to love who they love and be who they want to be. Like I said, the attitude makes us the blood in the water in a sea of blue, and blood in the water attracts sharks. And that's the problem. Robin, I want you to visit my state. But to be honest, maybe not now. I know I expressed my frustration with you about how I felt about your beautiful state and how you, your one dino senator could hold so much sway over the Democratic Party. I know now that we, too, need to work on our own problems. Maybe Californians can help bail us out again, but they may not come anymore now. High rent trumps being shot any day, at least to me. Did you know America the Beautiful was written about Pikes Peak? We learned that in elementary school. I can't say it enough. It is beautiful here. But we've got an ugliness as well, and until we fix that, we won't be able to make this city safe for my niece and adopted nephews. Does this mean all us Colorado Springs residents have blood on our hands? No. But then again, if the shoe fits, signed Lady B. I... yesterday, well, among other things, and I'm not telling tales out of school. I don't think she'd mind me saying it. Annette said, maybe you shouldn't go. And I said, I think I have to go. And it turned out I did. Because in the mid, you know, with the reading... It was, you know, it—it's it, not like there was incense and berobed priests or anything, but uh, a local man came up and uh, of indigenous heritage, and he smudged the room and he sang an indigenous song of peace and relaxation. Sort of a lullaby, he said. And it was beautiful, and I felt it go through my heart. And then came the reading of the names and a little bio about the... 27 women, two trans guys, and one one non-binary who had been murdered since November the 20th. 2021, and because I was receiving information from Lady B in real time, after everybody had said what they had to say, I stood and announced that we had two more to remember whose names had not yet been released. that on the very day of the Trans Day of Remembrance, a monster had added to the list. And I followed, and it appears that that at least three out of the five were trans. And so this feels very much like a micro-targeted attack. An attack within... As I I spoke last night, I said, I said, I cherish each and every one of you who are here to remember it matters. But I added that as noteworthy as the people who were there or that there were noteworthy absences too. Now, I'm sure there were other observations of the day, maybe Charleston or Huntington or Parkersburg, Clarksburg, Wheeling. Maybe Princeton or Bluefield or Martinsburg or Morgantown. But I said, I will hazard a guess there is no representative... From the office of Governor Jim Justice at any of these, there't regardless the circumstances. I said, "Where's the representative from Joe Manchin's office? Where's the representative from Shirley Moore Capito's office? Where are any of the elected representatives for Raleigh County?" Well, you see, those shitbirds are all Republicans. I didn't say shitbirds. I was trying to be respectful. But their absence was a function of either ambivalence or disdain. And the fact of the matter is I can't figure out which one's worse. And the fact that it was Colorado Springs is just a, well, it's just a statistical blip because it could have been anywhere in the United States. Because nowhere here is safe. And nowhere here is safe because we have Republicans. We have maggots. We have cue balls. Trump is not the cause. Trump is a symptom of a of a metastasizing disease. There were over a thousand bills introduced in various legislatures and so forth last year to limit the rights of trans people. A handful of those bills passed. They're having a trial over a couple of them in Arkansas and Alabama. But as I have harped day in and day out, it is a manufactured Moral panic. They holler about genital mutilation. When the only surgeries that have been had have been for older trans guys. Top surgery, and I hate to break it to them, but breasts are not genitals. 300 of those. And it had to be awful before those surgeries were authorized. All told, this is a moral panic over 4,000 kids out of millions being, t- uh, being treated in gender clinics in the United States. But they won't learn because they don't want to learn, because their hate is being validated. And they hold their hate close like a blankie or a teddy bear. Somehow or another, thanks to the Donald Trumps and the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Lauren Boebert's and the Greg Abbotts and the uh, Grandma Haw Mimas and the Ken Paxtons and whoever the P.O.S. is, who was well, no, okay, well, and oh, uh, yeah, now, uh, Arkansas Governor Jethreen Bodine, and most forceful, forcefully, the sickening Governor of Florida, Ron Monkey Up DeClantis. Every one of those people has blood on their hands. And every state legislature that's passed a law against this tiny little micro-minority marginalized community has blood on their hands. And And at one and the same time they will deny it. And also not give a fuck. A couple of weeks back, they were having a a meeting of the Florida Medical Board, and someone there told one of the transphobic uh, members of that board, when our little ones die, their blood will be on your hands. And he said, that's okay. That's okay. There's so much to say about all of this and I've been trying to order my thoughts since yesterday. Ron and Raleigh says, Colorado Springs... My family lived in Colorado Springs for several years prior to being assigned to a base in Turkey. I visited them there on a few occasions. I'll leave a deeper dive on the Colorado Springs shooting to Lady B. I do have one thing to say about the shooting while listening to... Stephanie Miller's show this morning, she played a clip from some Republican politician that rehashed a gun control talking point, that point being you can't have gun control because criminals will always be able to get guns. I had an epiphany, Ron says, the people that commit mass shootings are not criminals until after they commit the mass shootings. That's what I meant, Ron, that's why I've said it all along. The difference between lawful gun owner and awful gun owner is the letter L coupled with the distance that a finger has to travel on a trigger to release the firing pin. That's the only difference. Every lawful gun owner, at the minute they first squeeze the trigger in one of these situations, immediately becomes an awful gun owner. Awful gun owners are born from lawful gun owners. Real career criminals, Ron says, burglars, thieves, bank robbers, safe crackers and such, don't, as a rule, use guns to commit their crimes. None of the mass shooters that have mowed down hundreds of people were criminals until after the fact. Ms. Miller's guest said that Democrats shouldn't have pushed to defund the police. I did some research, and guess what? No Democratic candidate pushed for defunding the police. It was the Republican machines spreading lies. As far as the police are concerned, from the federal level down, police forces have been having money thrown at them. Meanwhile, the solve rate of crimes is pathetic, pitiful. All you have to do is look at Uvalde if you believe more money needs to be shoveled into the coffers of police forces. Over half the municipal budget in L.A. is spent on the police. Protect and serve is the motto of the police, but protect and serve whom? Ron, you're not wrong. Not at all. And uh, Matt in San Francisco, thank you. I will tell her. I absolutely will. Message for Lady B. Um, as to uh, this may possibly be a hate crime, Dave and the Blind, uh, damn near apoplectic, says possibly. Have these idiots not been in law enforcement very long? Protecting fellow human beings... Uh, well, to paraphrase uh, animal farm, some human beings are more equal than others. When will we learn that protecting our fouler human beings is more important than the n r a blood money? our fellow human beings i think uh, i think I think Dave's using speech to text and sometimes it's not not awesome is more important than the n r a blood money, but you can't convince the Nazis who are members of the right- wing hate group known as the National Rifle Association to give a good goddamn. For them. This is the joyous time of the year. More bodies, goddamn them all. Dave and the blind. I'll now get off my soapbox. Thank you. I understand, Dave. I understand. And Dave's not wrong either. Nothing's gonna happen here. Nothing's gonna happen in Colorado Springs. Nothing is certainly going to happen in the national legislature, the House of Representatives, or the Senate. Bless her heart, and I mean that sincerely. Nancy Pelosi shepherded some kind of a gun bill through the House of Representatives, and it went over to the Senate and died in a pool of blood and dust on Mitch McConnell's desk with the complicity of people like Kurtsey and Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin, you know, the chaos Muppets. Um, Lauren Bobblehead Bubert offered up a thoughts and prayers response to Colorado Springs. Lauren bobblehead Bubert tweeted the news out of Colorado Springs is absolutely awful this morning the victims and their families are in my prayers this lawless violence needs to end and end quickly that did not play well with AOC she said you play a major role in elevating anti LGBT hate rhetoric and anti-trans lies while spending your time in Congress blocking even the most common sense gun safety laws. You don't get to go to thoughts and prayers. You don't get to thoughts and prayers your way out of this. Look inward and change. Yeah. Lauren Bubert. Marginal trailer queen. Ron Monkey up to Clantis. Testicle toasting, Tucker Carlson, Tokyo Tuck, Joe Rogaine, Ben Shapiro, facts over feelings, Jordan Peterson, who has been let back onto Twitter for because he, because you know Napoleon Bonaparte uh, said so. They're all part and parcel of this. Each and every one. Ambivalence, Stephen New York asks, hatred and disdain are better. Why? At least they see us. At least they hear us. On the other hand, if they don't see us, they don't know we're here. We can hide. Hiding sucks, but at least they'll leave us alone, except not. Not. I've come to the conclusion that trying to change things is futile. I think the focus should be for all of us in the LGBTQQIA+ plus collage to defend each other by any means necessary. Yes, I mean what that sounds like it means. Why? Yes, I hate violence, weapons, et cetera. But, Robin, I challenge you to find any viable option. You, my trans sister, and all of our LGBTQQIA plus community family, are under siege, we need to start acting like it. Nobody will come to our aid but us. And that brings to mind something that uh, Lady B said, or uh, that uh, Tracy said. She said, shit, if Republicans won't act to protect little white children in school, who on earth is silly enough to think that they'll act to uh, to, to protect queer people in a club? Yeah. You know, there's a. I've only been there a couple of times, but there's a little LGBTQ bar over in Beckley. And you have to pass through a magnetometer to get in. In Beckley, West Virginia. Um. Steve went on to add, "I'd love to talk about it, but I'm tired of talking about it. I can remember, but my speech is screaming at clouds one of the one of the victims, one of the murdered people, Daniel Davis Aston, was a bartender at Kew. 28 years old called himself the master of silly business because he'd do little performances for the patrons he grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma he came out as trans and attended Northeastern State University in Tahlequah, Oklahoma became the president of the LGBTQ club. His mama said he lit up a room always smiling, always happy and silly. I keep thinking it's a mistake. They made a mistake and that he's really alive. It's just a nightmare that you can't wake up from. (sighs) Kelly Loving had come home to the Springs She was visiting the springs from her home in Denver when Andy murdered her, the lawful gun owner. She was 40. She'd been on the phone with one of her pals before she walked into the club. Her sister, Tiffany Loving, said she was loving, always trying to help the next person out instead of thinking for herself thinking of herself. She was just a caring person. I was really close with her. Another friend, Natalie Sky Bingham, lived with her in Florida in previous years. They were on FaceTime right before she went into the club and got murdered. I'm so devastated because she was such a good person. She was going to be at my house for Thanksgiving. Now it's one less person at my table. She'd only recently moved to Denver. Natalie said she taught me how it was to be a trans woman and live an adult life day to day. Another bartender, Derek Rump, age 38 was a staple in the club. His friend Anthony Jaramillo said, when I went to Club Q, Derek was going to be there, guaranteed, every time, loving, supportive, with a heavy hand in his drink pouring, and just a really good listener and would not be afraid to tell you when you were wrong instead of telling you what you wanted to hear. And that was really valuable. He'd come to the Springs from Berks County, Pennsylvania. His pal Anthony said, I guess I'm just waiting for someone to be like, oh, it's the wrong Derek. Ashley, Paul and a friend went to uh, on a day trip to La Junta, 100 miles away from the Springs. And uh, they were going to end their trip at Club Q and they were going to watch a stand-up comedian. Ashley Paw is a mother and a wife who leaves behind an 11-year-old daughter. Stephanie said, it just doesn't seem real. We're heartbroken. We're sad. We're mad, angry. My niece is devastated. Ashley lived for her daughter. Ashley wasn't even a member of the LGBTQ community. Nothing will ever be the same without her. Right now, I don't want to laugh. She was a loving, caring person who would do anything for anybody. We're going to miss her so much. As to Tracy's comment about they're not going to do anything to try to prevent this happening to a bunch of queer people, Stephen New York said, let the church say amen. And, uh, and I heard... Earlier, from uh, Cynthia out in the Bay Area, you know, when I came out, she was so welcoming and continues to be a source of strength and inspiration to me. Cynthia said... uh, There just aren't that many places I feel safe in this country anymore. I told her it's awful and getting worse. I said, I sure picked a fine time to transition, didn't I? But I don't regret a second of it. And Cynthia replied, I hear you. Be safe always. And the hate out there leaves me at a loss for words. The hate is so Christian, though. Certainly. Not all Christians are that way, but the ones who are are no doubt super religious. They love their white, manly Jesus with their guns. No wonder I'm an atheist. No wonder, indeed. Stand by. gets a little noisy around here sometimes. Um, Sorry about that. Um, At one point yesterday evening, Lady B asked a salient question. Why is a woman's right to manage the workings of her own body more expendable than the right to own semi-automatic weapons specifically designed to pulverize people? An abortion of cells is somehow worse than outright killing actual live human beings? Pretty much. Pretty much. And, you know, there's a downstream effect to all of this. Saw a story earlier today where a comedian in the U.K., sent a message out to David Beckham because he had accepted 10 million pounds um, in exchange for being a goodwill ambassador for Qatar during the World Cup. I'm not going to watch a single gap match. I'm not going to. Because in advance of it, well, let's see, at one point they were, the, the Qatar government was like okay, we can we can sell beer in the stands, it's uh, no big deal. And it was, no, 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 we can't sell beer in the stands. And, of course, the reason the comedian was messaging David Beckham is because being queer in Qatar can mean your life, can cost your life. You know, just like being queer in the United States can. But they actually legislated in Qatar. And now we find out that uh, today a journalist uh, journalist covering the World Cup was detained when he tried to uh, walk into a World Cup stadium there uh, whilst wearing a rainbow shirt in support of the LGBTQ community. Grant Wall used to work for Sports Illustrated and has his own website now. World Cup security uh, detained him from being able to enter. He wanted to see the match between the U.S. and Wales at the Ahmad bin Ali Stadium in al Rayyan They told him to take his shirt off. Then when he tweeted about the incident, he, they took his phone away. He went on and said, I'm okay, but that was an unnecessary ordeal. Seven members of the uh, World Cup countries uh, earlier today had planned for their respective team captains to wear uh, one-love armbands But FIFA threatened to issue a yellow card to any player wearing the rainbow armband to denote support for diversity and inclusion. So the teams decided, no, we won't, because, you know, you can't get the yellow card. This world. Lordy. Uh, Thank you to John and P.A. Thank you for jumping in. We'll call it 1090 now for where we need to get to. Thank you. It goes on and on. And the silence... I don't know, as well I checked, I didn't see anything. I said, has anything come out from Moran Monkey Up Declantis or Greg Asbot or Grandma Hee Haw or Governor Jethreen Bodine? Does it matter if they do? Um Uh Scary Jerry says he'll be calling in later. Uh, okay. The thing is, the twentieth of November is a day for mourning, is a day for grief. It's somber. But I think we, all of us, whether you're part of the LGBTQ community or an ally, we are also entitled, in addition to our grief, we are entitled to our fury. Fury at the guy who did this, who, by the way, yes, grandson of a transphobic maggot state assemblyman, but also someone who, as almost is always the case, a young white male with a history of domestic violence who had threatened to detonate a bomb on his mother a year before, and the cops were aware of it, and I guess phone calls were made and conversations were had, and then it went away. And then this. And I understand cops speak and lawyers speak, and why it's being investigated. It's a possible hate crime. Well, hate crime charges have been filed. And. uh, You know, after doing this for as long as I have, um, I'm capable of thinking the way they think sometimes. And I don't like where it takes me. I wonder if there will be I wonder if they I wonder if they'll uh these right wing anti trans anti LGBTQ monstrosities will uh cough up a million dollars for Andy Andy's bail fund or his legal defense fund. I mean, if self-defense can work for a stone-cold killer like Kyle Rottenhouse, maybe it can work for Andy. I, it's... Just breathtaking. Listen, um, we are at the top of the hour. And I really don't want to spend the evening just filler-obstering. I need, I, need, I need to hear from our community. I need to hear what you think about all this. Because I've been thinking it and living it inside my own brain for the last um, 36 hours, I guess. And I'm frankly a little bit tired of being inside my own brain. Um, I mentioned earlier that uh, hate crime charges have been filed according to court records. The usual makeshift memorial has sprung up near Club Q. Um, Andy Aldrich is facing five counts of first-degree murder, five counts of bias-motivated crime-causing bodily injury. These are the consequences of a multi-years-long campaign of stochastic terrorism. You know, say their names can have more than one meaning. Stochastic terrorism is spread by anyone who repeats the terrorist idea. But let's say it loud. Tucker Carlson is a stochastic terrorist. Rupert Murdoch employs Tucker Carlson is a stochastic terrorist. Sean Hannity is a stochastic terrorist. Alex Jones is a stochastic terrorist. Joe Rogan is a stochastic terrorist. Ben Shapiro is a stochastic terrorist. Marjorie Taylor Greene is a stochastic terrorist. Lauren Boebert is a stochastic terrorist. Andy Biggs is a stochastic terrorist. Greg Abbott is a stochastic terrorist. Ken Paxton is a stochastic terrorist. K. Ivey, Governor Hee Haw, is a stochastic terrorist. Donald John Trump is a stochastic terrorist. Ron DeSantis is a stochastic terrorist. And let me be clear here. Anyone who has ever uttered the words genital mutilation as a critique of trans lives is a stochastic terrorist. Anyone who has ever bought into the barking and grunting and hooting about Trans kids playing sports, trans girls primarily playing sports, is a stochastic terrorist. Anyone who ever, cre- ever, ever dared critique Leah Thomas is a stochastic terrorist because every, in every instance I have described, we're talking about people spreading stochastic terrorist talking points. Oh, and by the way, in case anybody was wondering, well, let's, let's 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 be honest. The you know the Roman Catholic Church and the Southern Baptist Convention uh, hate the LGBTQ community, especially the T part, with a special animus. But another sect also maintains a wellspring of hate. And that is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Today, they sort of admitted, yeah, yeah, Andy Aldrich is one of ours. Issuing a statement Doug Anderson, the director of media relations for the Mormon Church, said uh, The senseless act of violence in Colorado Springs is of great sadness and concern to us We are greatly troubled by any violence in our communities." and condemn most especially violent acts that are the result of intolerance against any of God's children. Of course, the Mormon Church is intolerant of a big old handful of God's children. I wonder if they're going to go and dead baptize the... the dead from Club Q. Well... Not if anybody's looking, right yeah, and uh need to send out some thank yous uh, Ralphs says, I'll contribute twenty five for the people in Colorado Springs and Lady B." Thank you, and so we're down to uh ten sixty five a uh an anonymous friend said for the next twenty five bucks that comes in for the next twenty five bucks that comes in, i will uh two for one match it." That'll get us down seventy five dollars that would get us and so, if there's another twenty five bucks rolling around out there, we can get down to uh nine ninety that would be fantastic Thank you, kind anonymous internet friend and thank you, Ralphs um I see, uh, I see Todd has just called in. Todd, how are you, my friend?
4: Hey,
5: Robin, how are you doing this
3: evening? Wait a minute, I got a problem here. Uh, you Houston? Yeah, you're coming out the wrong... Are you there now? Todd? Todd? There, there, now you're in the machine.
5: Welcome, my son. Welcome
3: to the machine.
5: Uh, just happened, man. <laughs> <How do, laughs> look, you know what? Um, this 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 whole this thing is messed up. It's like people can't even be in their own spaces safely. You, you know what I mean? I'm talking about this this massacre. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got to go out of your way to be evil like that. Seriously.
3: Apparently, it it, they, they, it depends on how evil you are to begin with, because he didn't have to go very far out of his way.
5: Mm. Mm. Well, I, it's, it's uh, you know... It, just the nastiness is out, man. The can of worms is open. I blame the orange guy. In a way,
3: I blame. I blame the Republican National Committee. I I blame the Family Research Council. I blame the f- focus on the fa- You know, focus on the family is right there in Colorado Springs. I and believe they, that. And they have pumped a river of sewage in in into the country. Over the LGBTQ community.
5: Mm, yeah, I don't think Colorado Springs. Is.
3: You don't think what?
5: I, I think it's pretty conservative. It is.
3: Well, Lady B said it's a it's a it's a bloody red drop in a blue sea. hmm It's kind of the op. It's kind of the opposite of what Fayetteville here is. A blue dot and the sea of red.
0: Mm,
5: I was When I was out there, I was warned not to go there. Like when I went to Utah and Salt Lake, I was warned not, you know, I'd probably just go to Park City and don't hang out in Salt Lake. Uh, and it was funny. This was a white woman, and she must have thought I was trolling for women or something. I was like, well, I'm here with my girlfriend. Like, you know, I'm not here looking... You no, she made an assumption, but I'm glad she told me that. But yeah, you know, it's, it's, I don't, I don't even know, what, and it's, these Bible people, you know, how, how did we get, I remember Jim Baker and PTL and all that. And, and how, how come these people don't understand that, you know, Jesus would have hung out with the, the, the less than people, you know, like the street people. Yeah. Prostitutes, the hippies—you know—that's who he was with. But I, they don't seem to get it. I don't. I, don't, I mean, I don't even know what convince them now. It's, it's all about the money.
3: Well, this has been a really good grift for um, the Family Research Council or what, uh, who, whoever because they're active every, t- every time you find one of these states having one of these spasms mm-hmm. you see the same uh, nonprofit, 501 501c3 Christian outfit at work crafting the legislation involved Alabama Arkansas Ohio Idaho Texas it's a huge grift for them and they send out their fundraising email emails that say, you know, we're we're protecting your children from the tran. When they're protecting, well, no such thing.
5: No, 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 no. And, and these are the same people who are the Venn diagram. I I think would indicate that these are the same people who are swearing that CRT is being practiced in their.
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah, the, and and uh, kitty litter boxes and CRT. It's a circle. I mean, not not a, Now, when it comes to transphobia, it's not a perfect circle. There are pre- people who consider themselves to be progressive, who are barking and grunting and hooting about genital mutilation. And they do not wish to see reason because they are in love with their bigotry. Getting someone to say, I was wrong, I apologize, is damn near impossible in this political climate. Because people seek confirmation of their hatred. They do not want to let go of it.
5: I absolutely agree with you there is no contriteness at all, ever. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying that, that that in fact that that trait is is dwindling among um, our fellow human beings here in this country. You know, look look around. Look how many people say, "Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I was wrong." How often do you hear that from people in power? Almost never. See? That's not a good thing. That is not a good thing because uh, it's, it's like the scientific method. You should change with the data. Okay, so this is what you thought, but here are the facts. You know, people just mired in their own bullshit. You know, confirmation, like you said, is seeking out. It's too easy. It's too easy to seek out, you know, what what confirms your beliefs, and you know, people. It it, it hurts. Truth hurts. And nobody wants.
3: And 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 there and you know there are people, organizations, who you wish had enough introspection to. It was like two weeks ago that the New York Times published uh, a hit piece on gender affirming care for. Trans kids. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And they did not rely on the published science. They said, oh, we'll do our own. And then they had the unmitigated gall to make their front page a color photo of the rainbow spectrum with five bullet holes in it. As one individual put it, uh, shame on the Times for trying to capitalize on dead trans people when they show so little regard for living trans people.
5: That's messed up. I I mean, do you think people go to all that trouble just because it's a whim? Or something like
3: that. Well, I mean, there's that, but the 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 thing, you know, sometimes I I I play a little bit about how often I'm right about things, Mm. and and in a way that's kind of riffing on fat old dead Rush Limbaugh's. My friends, see, I told you I was right, Mm -hmm. and we joke about being out in front of the curve. But there's another way to look at it, Todd, and and I know you know your mythology. You know who Cassandra was. Mm -hmm. Apollo wanted to do the nasty with her, and she, being a a priestess, was a virgin and didn't want to give it up. And so Apollo, in typical dude fashion, cursed her and said, here's the curse. You're going to be able to predict the future. You're going to be able to see the future. But here's the fun part. Nobody's going to believe you. You'll be
5: tormented,
3: bud. And so so she warned, you know, she she was Trojan. And she warned Priam against... The be, you know beware of Greeks bearing gifts,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and nobody believed her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, at the risk of seeming egotistical, which I try not to do on this program, it, it you know it's kind of it's kind of hard to actually do this work and at the same time not be an egomaniac. Witness Rush Limbaugh or or. Uh, Neo Maxi Zoom Dweeby, Ben Shapiro or Joe Rogan, or any of those freaks, what? Tucker Carlson. But the thing is, a couple of weeks ago, maybe three, I started talking about the fact that uh, all these hissies that they have about drag queens, probably north of 95% of drag queens are gay men, not trans people you know we 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 the, the 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 how we are is not a costume it's our 24/7 and 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 and, and i said this is going this is going to get people hurt because they want people hurt you know the death the death toll at pulse was far higher than at club q and the, the, the goal here for those who don't, they don't kill is to drive them back into the closet, drive them back into hiding.
5: Well,
1: at yeah. hazard, at hazard
3: of our lives.
5: You know, and, and, and it makes me think about uh, uh, Hoover, you know, because. There's, there's, it makes them question their own sexuality, you know, because they have an issues, and it makes them uncomfortable. Some of, them, you know, it's just, it's, it's complicated, but it's just, it's just like, How hard is it to let people be who they're gonna be? You know, like I'm, I'm not gay, but I mean, like it doesn't, I don't understand. Like, okay, that's somebody else's business. Like, how, why does it bother you so much? Like really, like like what is the problem? Like you need to go to work, like feed your kids, cook dinner, wash your clothes, and go back to work the next day. How do you have time to be worried about this shit? I know I
3: they 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 the they they have time because they make time.
5: Well, that's fucked up. Get a hobby. I mean, that's that's some stupid shit. Seriously, that that is like
3: ridiculous. Yeah, but it, it, but, but there's a there's a rush for them there. There's brain chemistry involved here. I mean, you're that guy. You you know you you know that from your from your background in social sciences, you know that people will act based upon their biases because they get a rush, dopamine, whatever. But they feel better. When they're hating someone. And I think we could get kind of path that we could kind of go down that rabbit hole if we wanted and say this because they have so much self-hatred within.
5: Right. But see, and you brought the I word introspection. It, it, it we, I think a lot of us really take for granted how few people self-evaluate. You know, it's very healthy. At the end of the day, if you can, every day, every night, every evening, get your quiet space away from you know, anyone else. It can be a closet, whatever. You know, what do you think you did was good today? What do you how do you think you can improve? A lot of people go through like never engaging in that type of exercise. And they think whatever they do is okay. Like I'm perfect. And that's that's fucking crazy shit that is some crazy shit. If you go through life like that, you, you should have fucked up, especially if you have power. Everyone should engage in introspection and reflection. Because, if I mean, we should strive to be better people, and that's, that's kind of part of the way you do it. And, you know, everyone has a different rudder because people have different value systems and beliefs and such. But... It, it's really healthy. And and the, these folks, man, that, that's why you're talking about being contrite. They, it's like, they can't do that. Because if they start to think too hard, if they start to do that, then it breaks them. They, they, they're they, so far gone, you see, it will break down their whole psyche. Then it will break them down and they have to start all over again. And that's a lot of work. People don't want to do the work, they don't want to do the work. Now, for instance, uh, let's say, about three weeks ago, I, I sponsored a uh, critical race theory symposium, and I had a, a politician and um, an attorney friend of mine who teaches critical race theory. She, she practices law and she teaches. Uh, she's an adjunct professor, so she teaches this stuff. And the turnout was amazing. They had to put out more chairs. It was absolutely amazing. People are begging me to do another one. And you know, we know where I live, but I was shocked at how you know people really were interested. Certain certain types of people. And here we go. Is you know, and this is all this stuff is related because it's, it's about myth. It's about your emotion as opposed to facts. Once again, we go back. Facts and feelings are different. Just because you feel strongly about something does not mean it's true. And sometimes it hurts when the facts don't comport with your beliefs or value systems. That's just fucking life. The truth hurts. But you know, that's what makes higher level people that way. You don't bring your bags to work. You see, you you understand what I'm saying?
3: I absolutely do. But yet what's hilarious is for instance, I've mentioned I've mentioned uh Neil Maxi zoomed weeby little Benny Shapiro now he's he's a he's a big one for preaching facts over feelings, but his entire objection to the existence of people like me is based in feelings he's scared he hurts he's he's fearful he's angry
5: isn't that funny isn't that strange It's very odd
3: you know that's why he gets all nasty about saying that he will not use. Preferred pronouns.
5: I see that's stupid. That's just fucking stupid. You know, it's just like when you meet someone if you if you have any class, you say, "Well, how would you like me to address you, Miss, Mrs., Mister, Doctor, you know, Attorney?" You know, you just ask people how how, how would you. Like to be addressed. That's just a common courtesy. Yeah, it is. So we have to start. So and look, people are just damn hate.
3: Some people are just hateful.
5: But the bright side, guess what? The bright side is that most people are decent.
3: Because and you know what? There's a number there. Because <laughs> you love you some statistics. <laughs> There's a number at play here. Um, There's been polling in the wake of the uh, election Mm -hmm. and of people who were asked why they voted, how they voted. Less than 5% said, gee, I was really worried about the trans kids playing sport, or gee, I was really worried about trans kids being able to have gender-affirming medication. Less than 5%. The, Republican, the Republican Party spent more than $50 million to buy those 4.8% of voters. But some of it wasn't about voters. Some of it was about uh, making, um, what's his name again, Andy Aldrich? No. Maybe. But making him pick up a gun and go out and slaughter some of us. I haven't gone to see because I can't, I, I just don't, I don't have the intestinal fortitude right now, but I'm sure in the coming days I'll find clips online of hate preachers from Dallas and Phoenix and Kansas and Alabama and Kentucky and wherever the hell else uh, praising God for the slaughter in Colorado Springs, and you know what? Oh, uh, the rest of the Christian community won't do anything about them. They won't say that he's not a Christian. They won't say that he does not partake in the uh, in the in the loving grace of Christ Jesus. I'll be like, well, okay, that's a shame he said that. Not all Christians.
5: You know what? You're right. If I'm wrong, tell me. No, yeah, never noticed that. I mean, it's just it's so. It's so salient, It I it guess it's the biggest—you don't see it because it's so big. I didn't see it because—you're right. They never do that. Well, I, I have not seen that. You, you're right. You're absolutely right. And you would think the Catholic Church should be, should be the first one since they have all this abuse stuff under their under their sleeve, you know. Hmm. Yep. Uh uh, people, I don't know, people, just a lot of people are just nasty. And they're, you know, it's, they're vocal and they're, they're in the minority. Most people don't, you know, it's like most people are like, live and let live. Uh, and most people are decent. Otherwise we would have total chaos. That's what we have to keep remembering. Most people are decent. You know, but most people If you drop your wallet. Most people would say, Hey, you dropped your wallet here. You know but we're creeping in I think it's dwindling I I have to look at, I have to look at the numbers someone's doing some research on this but um, do you understand what I'm saying I do but it's and, and and see I think there's a common thread of this anti-abortion intolerance, what what some people perceive to be family values, which is just a a cloak, it's just a, a, a facade. It it really is all the the common thread, the core of this of this cable is is white supremacy. They just feel like it's not enough white babies. And they might not be able to express it that way, but that's what it comes out. No, with.
3: no. In fact, we can uh, hmm, we can let's 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 pull that thread a little bit and see what unravels. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest talking points in the in, in the moral panic over trans kids receiving gender affirming health care is puberty blockers can lead to sterility, and then they won't have little white babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not
5: kidding. Oh God, you mean you just?
3: you know one no they uh, no puberty blockers do not impose sterility and two once you get off them puberty kicks right back in again uh young transitioners younger transitioners are always encouraged to freeze sperm or eggs before doing so
0: mm-hmm.
3: before before beginning full scale transition In case someday they want biological children, a lot of the trans people I know don't. I've had, I've had some sisters tell me there is no way um, that I'm ever going to run the risk of bringing me into the world because we're so hated that we learn to internalize our own our, our, our own self-disgust. It you know as it you know the George Bailey thing. It would have been better had I never been born. And you know then it would the next thing you know, mm-hmm. ah, right, she's still at the library, Clarence. You know, hell, I think I think Scott and I were talking about that last week.
5: That movie never gets old. Nice God, that's, that's just it's a wonderful life.
3: Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh. But but, so I mean that's that's a complete canard. It's a red herring. It doesn't. It's not. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, the minute the minute you hear any of these 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 maggots, these Republicans blithering on about sterility, you know that they got some real issues and they got some serious white supremacy bubbling around down there.
5: Right, you know, and um, and then the immigration. We need immigrants. We need people to do this work that we don't want to do, and we're not making enough babies. Period. But regardless of, of the ethnicity, you know, this this the, these people. Now, Washington Journal this morning. Oh, I wrote it down somewhere. Around, yeah. I, in fact, I remember it now. I can't Made an imprint. The first round at about forty. If you if you pull it up to forty one minutes, the first round. This fucker from North. This this gentleman from North Carolina. uh, That is that that will go down in history books. I mean, John McCarril let him just just vent, and this. And this, this, I'm telling you, his sentiment is quite popular from what I hear. I hear chatter, and I'm like, oh, boy. So, it, 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 you know, we're, we're, in a, we're in a terrible place here. We're in, a, we're in an awful position as a country right now. How the hell could Herschel Walker be this close to being a senator? And he's a certifiable idiot.
3: Yeah, he's like one of them textbook ones back when idiot was a medical diagnosis.
5: <laughs> yeah, good boy, the moron, simpleton, idiot, you know, it was a hierarchy. Yeah. I forget it.
3: Well, it's interesting you would put it that way because Ron and Raleigh says, is it just me? It appears that the assholes are winning on all fronts. The pendulum swung to the right with the election of uh, old 666 himself, Ronald Wilson Reagan, in 1980 and has remained there ever since, with the Republicans about re, about to regain the House. I'd like to name this political era as the stupid era. Look at the people that will be steering the ship of state. People embrace the stupid.
5: Well, we're back to the no-nothings.
3: Oh, they were goddamn rocket scientists by comparison.
5: Oh, oh, oh. oh that's a cover. Oh, uh, grandpa! I heard that. that was, oh man! See, I mean, come on! This is a foul. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but is he wrong? No, no, no.
3: And no, you know your your, na- your neighbor Clarence, everybody... your neighbor Clarence with a, 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 the subject line is the puzzlement. Hi, Robin and Todd. I'm baffled about the religious piece. These folks run around shouting their allegiance to Christianity but don't follow its tenets. The hate and racism do not make sense. The craziest part that baffles me is their religious leader, Jesus, is a nonviolent person of color. The irony is unreal, to say the least.
5: Thank you, Clarence. See? The clarity of Clarence. It, yeah, that it's just, and if you, if it, they if it, they just get quiet. If you just, because it's really, you can explain it in just a few sentences. Like, okay, you know Jesus. He hung on with the prostitutes. You know that, right? Well, here it is. Like, it's this right here. Like, Mary was a questionable character. Says it right here in the Bible. But, see, they always got her some kind of out. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, no, 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 no. not. No. You clean the Bible, so this is right here i know it i know it's painful for you but just you know stop it and you know just listen think about it don't don't overreact i know it's painful but once again that that requires people to to restructure their thought process and it's painful but they this shit this this uh what 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 kind of christianity is that when they, you know it's all about the money i i, I don't there's a term for
3: it Oh, you mean prosperity gospel?
5: Yes, that shit. Yes, yeah. See, that that's some, yeah. See, I remember when that, that got, that got, that was like the PTL shit. You know, it, it really, when, when it got big in the late 70s, early 80s, I think. That's when I first noticed it. What, what do you think?
3: Well, it, it um, it's really kind of, um, it times, it times out to the merger between the Southern Baptist Church and the Republican Party. And that's roughly the late 70s, and it's Jerry Falwell, mm-hmm. and it's Ronald Reagan again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, you know, you've had, at that time, you still had Oral Roberts working his gig. But like I said one night, Oral Roberts was only about Oral Roberts. But the prospect, where, they, where, they, where, they, where they really hit the jackpot was when they said, and, and basically what they did, and I know you know the historical terminology and the era and everything, they created a new Calvinism hmm, mm-hmm. where your wealth is a measure of how much God likes you.
5: Yep. Hmm.
3: And so, consequently, you got to give till it hurts to the church, and then God will bless you in return with more wealth for you. Uh, it's kind of like a chain letter.
5: Mm-hmm. Yep. That's
3: interesting, and it has made, you know, it's it's made the Creflo dollars and the and the uh, Kenneth Copeland's mm-hmm. and the uh, oh who was the uh, oh yeah John Starve Hagees
0: mm-hmm.
3: filthy rich. Mm-hmm. I mean Jesus would look at yeah. them. and, Jesus would look at any of those dudes and go, oh, you're gonna fry.
5: That's exactly, that is exactly They are, like, like. okay If Jesus were around He would be turning over their tables You know, he, he'd go in and set, Oh, he turned the tables over And they would arrest him as some type of radical hippie. But yeah, so it's like a Damn hippie right. Yeah, get out of here How'd you get in here? But but I'm about I want to feed the homeless. Homeless? What? Get the fuck out of here? We're making money. Get the hell off the set. You know. It, 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 These the those same people. See, they're in the Rotary. They're in the uh, Chamber of Commerce. It's all about the
3: money. And you know what? That's yeah. been a well that's been a well worked corner for over a hundred years now. <laughs> um, no, Mark Twain wrote the, the uh, wrote the war prayer about a guy uh, about a messenger from god walking into a church and going, "Well, you prayed for it, you're going to get it." <laughs> but you may
5: not like it. You got what you prayed for, huh? Well, we we I don't know this this uh this Herschel Walker thing, though, that, you know, it's like Trump. How the hell did he get seventy million votes? And people still don't. I'm, I'm telling you, got these really. I mean, it would, it would. If you listen to just that one clip, starting at if you started 41 minutes into the first part of Washington Journal from this morning, North Carolina caller, and it's just like these people are insane. It, it's just nothing's nothing's going to break the fever. You know, Trump is put upon they they are still saying he never really got a chance, you know, to to do what he needs to do. And and here's Give Biden, Trump a change. Biden, give him a change. You get give that man a change. That's a goddamn thing. Yeah, but seriously, like look look what what the, the legislation between Congress and um the current presidents um wishes. Now we have these fleet vehicles that are that have to be alternative, like alternative fuel. The CHIP Act, you know, these, these are jobs. That's going to make jobs. If you notice in your communities now, your roads are being paved. That's the Highway builder. it Finally, it takes a while to get through the, you know, go through the ring. Yeah, to,
3: get, to get down, you know, funnels brought, brought, are broad at the top and narrow at the neck.
5: Yeah. And I had to remind my Republican um, um, associates. I said, like, "Oh yeah, we got some nice new roads now, don't we?" I said, "Yeah, that was that highway bill," and they got all quiet. Oh yeah. I said, "Yeah, it is." Well, I said, "Where'd you think?" that I said, "You don't think that, that the county paid for that? Do you?" They're, they're crying poor mouth every day. I said, "That's the highway bill that you didn't want." But South Carolina,
3: up. South Carolina couldn't pave a, couldn't pave a bike path.
5: And you know what's sad because I remember when I used to visit in the eighties, they had just repaved the roads and they had nice roads, you know, because the weather was was pretty good. And they just let it go down, you know. You and and God Almighty, man, back in back in Philly, those I mean the cities, man, you, you got WPA bridges, man. You can just see this fucking stalactites. It's you know, crazy. I still
3: remember from uh, and and I remember I. I... You know, back back in the 80s when we would go up to Pittsburgh from Morgantown, you, you didn't need to see the Welcome to Pennsylvania sign to know you were in Pennsylvania. And my Pennsylvania fraternity brothers would be the first to tell me that. But then in 2019 when I was going up for Netroots Nation, I knew the minute I was into Pennsylvania.
5: The roads got smooth, didn't it?
3: No, it was it, 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 the closer I got to Philly, the more holes there were in the roads.
5: Oh, Philly, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
3: Well. It, and and, and going now. in toward Pittsburgh, it was huacata, 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 too. So I've queued this thing up to 41 minutes.
0: Oh,
5: beautiful. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Y-
3: y- shall we? This is the end of a caller from New Jersey.
4: No way, John. No way could he even, uh, like I said earlier, he's way worse than Trump could ever be.
2: That's Cornell in New Jersey. This is Michael Wake Forest, North Carolina, Republican. Good morning to you, sir. Yeah, good morning. Uh, That, that, uh, before I start, sir, that poll you just read before this Democrat just spoke was just leftist garbage. And that's how the media gets away with dividing the Republican Party, just like you're purposely trying to do right now with your question this morning. Fox News is doing it right now. CNN, ABC, CBS, you're all colluding to smear Donald Trump. understand this, sir, will not run in 24. You know that. Anyone with half a brain knows that. Anyone who's ever watched politics knows that. Donald Trump will be president in 24. Joe Biden will go to prison. His son will go to prison. His brother will go to prison. His sister will go to prison. And there's no and, and one, one question for you, sir, if you wouldn't mind, John, if you wouldn't mind, ask for me. I'm just confused why it so matters to you people in the media. Whoever we pick, you're going to call a white supremacist. So, Michael, on, on the polling issue that, that you take issue with, uh, the <laughs> Everett Piper, who writes that column uh, that, uh, that you were just referring to, takes up that issue, that if, if you have a problem with the polls... He says, uh, if that's your reaction, I want to remind you that it was Donald Trump who just a a week before the midterms touted his favorable, favorable polls as his pretext for uh, one of his pretext for announcing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, You know, give me a second. Okay. Uh, I will bet you right now, John, I call this show at least once every other month. I'll bet you anything you want right now. Two years from now, Donald Trump gets at least 90 million votes. But you know what's going to be the kicker on? That just means Joe Biden's going to get 91 million votes. Because the FBI selects who's a the president these days.
3: Wow. This is a live one, Todd.
0: <laughs>
3: Do you hear the pressured speech?
0: He
5: is, you know... This motherfucker is going to be the next person on the news with some type of gun violence uh, because he just couldn't take it anymore. He had to lash out. You You hear? I mean, he is just off kilter.
3: Oh, you no, know, yeah, he's, he's, I don't know. Is that you, Mr. Meth Pillow? <laughs> but he's not alone. But see this—the the the, the the host there on Washington Journal needs to be provided a beanie with a propeller on the top, and maybe a slide whistle, whoop, <Jennemun intermittent mínimo> you know, that he can take out when these people call in.
5: Like Looney Tunes.
3: Na 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 na
5: that little porky pig at
3: the bottom of the, in the Oh and and let me let me remind folks uh, we have a $25 challenge on the table which will result in a net of $75 coming to us and get us down to mm, $990 to go in fundraising in this Thanksgiving week and my desperate quest to pay bills by the way there's another challenge on the table coming from our pal cat in Ohio um, she put a hundred dollar challenge on the table and called it the yes to the yes to horn in number two challenge so uh Kat said if there's gonna be a second horn in i'm gonna be there so i'm still working on that, and hopefully we will uh, ho- hopefully, hopefully we'll get a, a good group of people together who want to do this again. We had a blast last year, but there is a hundred and twenty-five dollars worth of challenges on the table. Take care of the twenty-five first; that gets a net of seventy-five. And then, if somebody else wants to, uh, a group wants to come up with a hundred bucks, that'll turn into two, and that would actually fund one day of broad. We'd turn, we'd wind up funding one day of broadcasting sometime last week. Um, uh, today. Because uh, if that was if that was met, it would uh um, knock out knock out three hundred knock out three hundred bucks. So if anybody wants to help out on the on the yes to horn in two challenge and the uh anonymous challenge, twenty five dollars first and then we'll work on the hundred. That would be great. That would be really, really great. Um and uh uh, let's let's get a little bit more of uh, Looney Tunes, Mike, shall we? Does it get better? We all know the we all know the FBI selects the president. Well, before
5: you play, let me. Let me I'd like to add this caveat: when Mike is referring to the, the, the previous poll that was cited by John McCardle, the moderator, that was an extremely right wing organization poll. Yeah, I can't recall the name right now, but I know it. Uh, if you say it, I can rec—I can recall it. Like if you say it, but uh, take my word for it, it is a very this—this this how far off he is. So I just want to put that out there. So, in other words, if it if, if it ain't about Donald Trump, he doesn't care. So that just had to put that out there. Wow. Yeah. It, it was one of those those right wing places, man, that did that poll that he's talking about. And that's why John McCarter was like, You should have seen his face. Was
3: like, no, I'm watching his face. <laughs> it's like he
2: folded his knees.
3: No, it's like and how big is the bottle of liquor you're drinking out of this early in the morning? <laughs> have we cra- have we cracked open the forty of old English eight hundred? Is that what's happened? To watch the Inver House out down. Yeah, so here we go.
2: And if you don't actually know that by now, from all the news media and the emails and everything else that's getting ready to be shown by the Americans, now that the Americans have actually taken back the house, you're going to see it, and you know it, and you're terrified. This whole Russia collusion crap, this whole Hunter Biden crap, your party. Dude, why aren't you watching Fox and Fiends? When Donald Trump is reelected, he has every single one of you that colluded with the FBI to rig the 2020 election arrested. All right. That's Michael in North Carolina. This is Jason out in San Diego.
3: We'll take a powder on Jason. He's going to have you all arrested. (coughs) And and, and see, you're not going to deprogram that guy.
5: I'm not.
3: Well, I don't mean I don't mean you personally, Todd. You know yeah. what I mean. Nobody's going to deprogram that dude because he's 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 way too deep into the maga cult. You'd have to disappear into the woods and keep him in a cabin for like six months just to just 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 to get him, you know, a little close to. The, I, I know people who have gone down this rabbit hole, and it's so sad. And they can't, and, and, and they obsess over it. They can't stop. They can't, they can't quit. They can never stop obsessing over, the election was stolen! I know, because they told me.
5: Did, did he rock back and forth and up and down, he rock while they're sitting down? Yeah! Oh, no! Oh, God! Okay. Mm. Okay.
3: Wait a minute. I, I, do, I do want to hear the guy in San Diego. Stand by.
4: To my point, any politician who talks like he got a chip on his shoulder, you know, and talking a fast cadence, you got to watch him. Look, now, the rest of America can't keep paying to bail Florida out every time there's a hurricane or something like that. And their building's falling down. And, uh, you know, just a lot of... Uh, uh, these piped on retriculating piped on to eating people they, they, they all kinda of stuff. And Animal, wild animals are running while the the opioids took off there. People from all over the world were going to Florida to get their opioids at these pain clinics. And that's where that opioids started, you know. But uh, Ron DeSantis shouldn't he's he's a, a Trump like well he's 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 a little something else, another creation, you know. So uh, he-
3: I was with him till we got to the reticulating pythons. <laughs> but apparently he's been reading Florida man stories. And during uh, that- <laughs> there were some re- and during the hurricane there were some real live honest to god sharks in the streets. Cuz Florida Oh, but I wanted to tell you something. You were talking about interactions and things. I had a lovely little interaction, and, and it, it happened yesterday. and It was kind of kind of a way that the universe sort of sorts things out. Um, my ISP crapped out, and so I called tech support. And we all know that I have a little trouble with my voice. I try, but it's hard sometimes. And I don't like out- I don't like being outed on the phone, and I don't like being serred and mistered. So quite often, if I'm dealing with a total stranger, I say, "Hi, my name's Robin, and my pronouns are she/her." And the voice on the other line, other end of the line, said, "Hi, Robin. Thank you. It's great to talk to you. My pronouns are she/her too." Oh wow! And so we had a little we had a little trans girl gab on the tech support line and i it was beautiful and she was like she was like i'm going to get this sorted for you things are looking a little weird on that node and just perfect customer service and it was it was it was so pleasant and we actually you know we talked a little bit about about the news out of colorado springs and she said when my wife and I are out, we're always super you know, we're always super aware of our circumstances. I don't like to have it that way, but we have to be that way. Isn't that nice? I think it's wonderful. Oh, this is nice. Uh, uh Ken, our our pen our pal Ken up in PA said, uh count me in for fifty dollars on the on the challenge as an ally. Thank you. So that's the twenty-five dollar challenge, the anonymous challenge is met. And we're twenty-five dollars toward Cat in Ohio's challenge. Thank you, Ken. Thank you so much. And and then this, uh, peace and love. Oh yeah, horn in 2, I'm going. Whoa. So that's two. That's that's two votes for the horn in. It's fantastic. You. Oh, and you know somehow or another we got to get you up here because you know people want to come see celebrities. You're you're a horn. You're a horn celebrity. Lady B's a horn celebrity. Tracy's a horn celebrity. Um, oh,
5: you—you're you, Now Stop
3: it! No, I'm not. Nope. I look. I only answer. I get. I get. I get fan mail for y'all. I'm not kidding. I mean, I answer emails. Going, yeah, Todd's awesome. Yeah, Lady V's awesome. Yeah, Tracy's awesome. I, I mean, Jude gets fan mail. Scott gets fan mail. And it, it's a thing. It it's it's a thing. But you know what? The
5: whole circle, the whole circle, everybody, everybody who listens, calls, it it's just it, it it's really it's a it is a community. It's the truth. And we're not all the same, we're all different, but we have common you know, interests and goals. And and that's flattering and you know,
0: mm mm-hmm, mm mm.
3: And I, like I said, I learned a lot in the last one. I'll be, I'll be. This next one will be even better. And if we could get everything all planned in advance, if everybody was all signed up early, and I could get everything all paid for early, um, I think it could be an even better time.
5: Well, you know the food will be good.
3: I'll bust my ass to make sure it is.
5: I'm just I'm thinking about that now. Uh, boy. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, I know when you say, "Lady," you know it's so many people like you, Lady B, Tracy, and you know I've talked to a few people off air, you know, and it's nice, you know, it's just it's it's really nice. But you know, um, this is a little bit off topic. But earlier when you were talking either reading something that lady b sent where she was on i don't i don't know uh but she was describing um you know out out there colorado and it's the truth like the well when you fly if you're fortunate enough to be able to fly at the right time of year and low enough first of all when you fly over the great lakes they are amazing they you know yeah i've done that that shit ain't no fucking joke, man. That that water is crystal clear. It is beautiful. You can see right down. It's just Our Great Lakes are special. There's there's nothing like that. If I if I'm not mistaken, there's really no other lakes on the earth like that. That that's it. It's very unique. Um well, I could be wrong, but I don't think I mean, I'm pretty sure that that they're different. Those lakes, those are old glacial lakes and Uh, The water when you see them from the sky.
3: uh, Oh, which reminds me. Which reminds me, if you want to indulge in uh, some serious pseudo scientific horseshit, I mean, if you if you want to if you want to have an Eric von Daniken ancient astronauts good time. This is an unpaid product placement. Run on over to Netflix and watch Graham Hancock's Ancient apocalypse.
5: Oh Graham Hancock, I know of him i oh yeah hes happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
3: he's a lulu
5: he's serious he's been doing this for decades that he yeah he's, yeah, he's mhm- but you know it's like a comic book. It's like you do some volume to watch it like, uh, right,
3: yes, yes. <laughs> Bong hits and (laughs) Hancock. They
5: say, oh that's quirky, isn't it? This
3: dude And 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 it's so funny because he says the word archaeologist like he's got a mouthful of shit. And he's trying to get it out. All the archaeologists. Oh, okay. God, I feel like he Vincent was... D'Onofrio playing the bug in the first in, in, in the first uh, Men in Black. Oh, Warhol's I
5: think he got shunned by his peers. He's like he was an outlier. You were like, oh hell no, we don't know him.
3: <laughs> but it, it, I mean, this. Oh my God, because I know some. I know a little something about some of the things he's talking about because I studied them over the. And 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 when he gets to the part where they won't let him film at the serpent mound in ohio i know that's a big spoiler but i don't give a shit because this guy's a looney Tune. it's mm. like, well it's censorship to... i have uh, i i have an alternative explanation so it's like oh alternative facts well i'll be tipped but i knew i knew i was in i knew i was in for a a, a a a roller coaster ride in a clown suit when in the first episode who does he have uh, who does he have footage of him on their show uh, talking about his crazy shit? Joe Rogan.
5: Oh, see, well, remember he got his—he really got his foothold during Art Bell's reign when Art Bell was on. See, because I i was a religious listener to Art Bell when I was—I couldn't go to sleep because bad habits, you know, way back, you know, decades ago. And you're um, all better now. You know, Oh, yeah, since 1998. It's still kicking. I'm going to write a book, man. I'm a badass. Anyway. Yes,
3: you are. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so I mean, seriously,
5: like, I'd be up. man. I'd be like, oh, I, I can I, do everything. I can do that. Oh, crazy, man. I'd be up. I don't know how to do it. Anyway, I mean, and, and doing a good job at work, but I don't know how to do it. I have no idea. It's crazy. I guess that's why. It's like, called youth. It must be. I'm like, what the hell did I do? Yeah, when you get old, it's like, damn, what did I do with my time? Like, I, you know, cook laundry. I, it's, it's tough to do. Like, I used to just go to happy hour after work, do all kinds of crazy stuff, stay up till 3 or 4 in the morning, get up at 6.30 so I could be at work at 8.30. Like, nothing happened. Yeah, now the best thing in the world is a good night's
3: sleep, and and the second best thing in the world is a nice nap about mid afternoon.
2: An <laughs> hour nap. Yeah,
3: you know, I want to build a time machine and go back and find me when I was six at nap time in first grade and go lay your little lay your little toe head down, enjoy this. They're gonna take it away from you.
5: Yeah, so I'm disclosing a lot, but I don't care. It's, 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 I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm I'm a, I'm a badass. So that's why when I say shit, I know what I'm talking about. Been there, done that. But, uh, yeah, so listening to Art Bell, see, he was on there all the time, you know. And this guy, Stephen Greer, he was on there, the UFO guy. Uh, but Art Bell, you know, I mean, it was, his, some of his guests were good. Well, he was just a, one of those right wing weirdos man he was I'm mean, good but you know gun nut uh, you know blew, he was very racist I think as soon as somebody sounded black boy he hustled him off the phone quick quick
3: meanwhile we still have to sort out what sounds black means
5: well and it, it, see and I did you're right you're, you're absolutely right because guess what when you get up to like Massachusetts and Connecticut you Still on the
3: phone, you can't talk. No, I, I mean, know. it's time now for a phone call with Idris Elba. I say, how are you, old man? It doesn't sound like that. It doesn't sound like Terry Thomas.
5: Yeah, well, this ain't the Hollywood trouble, is it?
3: <laughs> Why for you gotta be killed, my brother? Oh, my God. I, uh, shame on me. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's just one of those lines that's stuck in my head.
5: Oh, like, like Silver Street, you know, we're in the bathroom.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love, hmm
5: <laughs> Richard Pryor is trying to teach G. Wilder how to be black, quote, whatever black is. You know, let's say, let's say uh, uh, you know, subculture street corner black, you know. Oh God! A, you couldn't do that now. He was a black. Face,
3: but see, it wasn't. It was. Weird. Yeah. Okay. So I got to. I got I to gotta bring up something. And this is <clears throat> because I've gotten used to. Or, or I'm, there's all kinds of products for taking care of your face out there. When you're a girl. And. Charcoal has a certain cleansing effect. You know this. And uh, so there's a mask now, and I mean, it is midnight black. And you use it to, like, clear your pores and stuff, and it's like, can't bring myself to use it.
0: <laughs>
3: just a little you know, too you, close.
5: It's, uh, you want to put it on take a picture in the mirror just to see what it looks like. It's
3: no, I do not. Can't make me. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Dave number 11 reminds us Art Bell made Roger Stone and Jerome Corsi. I did not know that.
5: Yeah. Yup, 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 yup.
3: And we've, uh, but we, by the way, we've got a third vote for the Horn in. Uh, Ralphs, so I would love to see you and your sis again. I think that would be, would be beautiful. Ralphs said, I'll, I'll, I'll contribute to it, but I may not be able to be there. I hope you can. Loved meeting you last year. Um, now being all law school and stuff, I don't know if David can drive across country again this time from Oregon instead of San Diego. But I'd love to—I'd love to see David again too. Uh, It's—it's a—it's a—it's a fun time. Uh, Let's—you uh, stay right where you are. Let's check in with the stress line because I've been a have been a terrible hostess. Um, had somebody on there? Hey, had welcome to the program. Robert, is that you? Oh, it is, love. Is that you, Scary Jerry? Robby, hold yeah.
1: on a 2nd Let, Okay, Let's Scary, come here. Scary, put your cigarette. Scary, pull your pants up. All right, come in. All right. Hi, Robin, how you doing?
3: I'm good, Scary Jerry. How are you? Say hi to Todd. Todd! Jerry, that was
1: Can you hear me, Todd? Jerry, you're not oh, my. oh, I'm very scary tonight. I got so much to talk about.
3: Oh uh, imagine.
1: Is, the first thing is, alright, my American accent is fixed. This is how I actually talk. So I guess I'm coming out of the closet tonight.
3: Oh, down in the islands, eh?
1: You got my coffee? Oh right, well, it's a nice man. You can get a nice cup of collage though, a little espresso. Like a gas station here live. The thing I never liked about this is vulnerability. There's nowhere to hide here, but I'm tired of hiding. You hear me? I think you do, dear Robin. You know exactly, like, don't you? I know a bit. Totally exactly, and I'm not a fancy.
3: You know, we've got. I gotta. I gotta tell you, we've got a, We've got a, We've got a new friend over in the UK. Her name is Claire. Hi, Claire. And hello, Claire.
1: I'm from Luton. Great place to get stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'll need to take a little bit of a bigger cup, the chat. We, we, we're
3: we're only. Cup. Claire, dear, we're only playing. Yeah, okay.
1: Look, no, actually, I, I wasn't. But I, I, let me make a disclaimer here. Some of you might want to tune out and watch the telly, or watch on the telly football games. There's going to be discussions of criminal activity, felonies, drug use, and mild sexual content. Of the trend variety, perhaps. If this offends you, get the fuck out right now in time to talk. Todd, you sound good. I've got to tell you that. fuck the Eagles, 305 Dolphins all the way. That you
5: was hear a me? game last night. I, I hear you. That, that last game, man. I, I, whoa. It, no, it was very, that was a tight game. Eagles and the Colts.
1: It is. Oh. It is. Football time. Football time. Football time. Also, horn in, put me on the table, coming on in. I'm going to have fun, eat some food, translate some of your meat recipes to a more vegan variety, and hopefully get high with a with a, a, a horn member and do something nasty in the woods. That'd be great. With consent, of course. Come on, now we're liberals.
5: Jesus, Jerry. What's that? Jerry, your accent, you, you got it, man.
3: You got that.
1: No, this is our accent, though. This is the accent that I came to this country with. And then...
3: Okay, so just remind, remind remind people where you came to this country from.
1: England. So I came to the Bronx. I, I, yes, I was born in England. I'm English. Wow.
3: And then you went from England to... To the
1: Bronx. To the Bronx.
3: Uh-huh. And
1: I said, "Yo, where the fuck are you from? I said, I'm right here. Right here. What are you talking about, sir? What are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you sounded buddy. Well, I did, but um, yeah. I've come to Jesus now. So, I'm unleashed. unfiltered, like no product. cut. I'm tired of fucking yeah. around. And this, all of this, is in response. What's that? Are you, are you still
5: smoke oh. cigarettes, Jeremy? Do I? Yeah.
1: Are we having are we having yeah. a conversation about cigarettes or something
3: else? We have We We're having all the conversations.
1: All right. The first thing I want to I want to tip the hat. I'm actually tipping a a, a, a chipmunk hat. cap, uh, staple to a, a flatback gangster hat. I now work at a mafia club. All right. Let me uh decompress. And you go side You come on back. We're taking you. You sure? All right. All right. So. I work at a strip club.
3: Yes, you mentioned you might be cooking there.
1: Um, I went from the trainee to the head cook in six hours.
3: That's a testament to your talent and to their determination to serve food in the strip joint.
1: No, people just walked out. It was Saturday night. They've been doing drugs since Wednesday. The crash came. My God, this is this is
3: like the South Florida version of Hunter Thompson.
1: Yes, yes. That uh, You finally got it, Robin. So I'm standing there trying to fake like the other cook was there so nobody freaks out because everybody's drugs are kicked in and they were too on edge. You know, they're just nervous about everything. Meanwhile, I'm plotting an amazing night. They don't know who I am yet. They will because I picked them, okay? If I was on the right path, I'd be a grungy old man at, at the back of a club making the best food ever, giving out bites, jokes, joints, and just trying to keep it easy. My philosophy right now
5: is if yeah, I see you bright flashes. Jay, Pardon me. Were you running the and Were you running the grill and the steam table? Like like everything, everything. These people don't know how to cook. There's no
1: live vegetables anyway. There's no. There's no garlic. There's no this. There's no that. So I had to make do. No garlic. I had strippers looking at me and was going, that's the most amazing chicken wing I've ever had. I was like, of course it was. I ain't fucking around here. I didn't commute 70 miles to fuck up. Are you kidding me? I'm 55 fucking years old. I don't have a minute to wait. Not what. What I am, I choose to be. What I'm with, I choose to be with. If I say you're my family, I will kill for you. If I say fuck you, cross the street. The medications that I receive will be all my hospital. you so I'm trying to make be I'm
5: losing
1: I think my is drug with it, so I can Because they broke people up. You know? We are most under single
5: I have
3: to pay finger to get out of the fucking. Robin? Jerry. Jerry, Jerry?
5: Jerry kind of faded away, Todd. Well, it was, I didn't
3: know if it was me or not. It was no, not it, it was, it, no, Jerry just sort of. Yeah. Faded.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh. so he was talking about how you getting the food together at the establishment. That's gotta be, I bet he, he hears all kinds of stories. I bet.
3: Oh, I can only imagine, I can only imagine what it's like to be head chef at a strip joint.
5: Well, it's funny. He, it's funny. He brought that up because just the other day, um, somewhere reading or heard on the radio or reading, um, and everybody knows this, especially in D.C. Uh, strip clubs had the best, like, lunch. Like, you, don't, you know, it's not even about what's going on. It's about the food. Because it's cheap. You can go in there, you $10, all you can eat chicken and salad. And, you know, the women are there and everything. But it's really about the food. It's like a lot of people do that. They, they just you go, go there for lunch. Um, and they were talking about, you know, like on M Street, I'm gonna tell you, M Street. I don't. I haven't been to a strip club, and I just. I don't know. It's not. It doesn't interest me anymore for some reason. That much, you know. Once in a while, I guess, but not. It doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, it's about the food. You know, you got chicken wings and stuff. I wonder what happened to Jerry. It's like he's not on the subway.
3: He might be back. You back, Jerry?
5: I'm
1: back. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Can you hear me? I hear you. That's uh, the 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 famous Gary wiretap. Everywhere I go, my lines are tapped. Now that sounds like some crazy man shit, but I've done some shit. Okay. In fact, that's the other reason I wanted to call. We're the only ones playing by the rules anymore, folks. And, madam, sorry, fuck that up. We're the only ones. We're the only ones. I refuse to play this fucked up game to where one day I'm wearing stripes and wondering why I'm taking a train ride.
3: Continue. Yeah, we
5: want more. Come on, Jerry. Oh, no. Jerry was talking about the Bronx. I'm gonna tell you. You know what? I like the Bronx. One well, you know I'm we've like got Angelo
3: Bronx. up in the People's Republic of the Bronx.
5: Yeah, yeah. The Bronx is easy to get around. When you're driving, it's like Western Avenue is like the spine. You go right up, it's like a valley. You zoom, all the, we can go all the way up top at Western Avenue. And um, you know the, the Bronx is diverse. Uh oh.
3: Lost Jerry again.
5: Jerry's gonna call back. Jerry, I, I want to hear what Jerry has to say. But people, people—I don't know—people here at the Bronx. It's, you know, it's just, they, they, they give it a bad name. It's spread out. The avenues and the streets are wide and open. I mean, you know, it—it really—they they made it to be populated. And when Giuliani came in, you know, he and his developer friends, man, they—they they messed it—they messed it up. They made. That's why they were locking people up left and right because once you lock the breadwinner or the family up, you know, then you lose your apartment. And remember, everything is rent controlled, so that you, you might have been paying like a nice, cheap, not cheap, but, you know, affordable rent for years and years because you stayed in your family. But once someone, once you get it out of your apartment, you got to start all over, and it might be what? You you might go from $280 a month to 3000 just like that, just like that. Because, you know, you're you're out. And, it was, you know, for a while, a lot of places were ghost towns. And uh, I'm just saying this from experience because I, I had to follow. I was kind of skip tracing some people. And I had to go up there um, at different times. But, yeah, it was – I mean, it like, there's this little neighborhood overlooks uh, Yankee Stadium. And it was like – you know, had a little park there up in this rocky outcropping, and you could see Yankee Stadium across uh, the highway. And I was like, man, this is nice, but there's nobody around. Was like, they locked everybody up. And I was like, you know what? This, It this, this was a plan. And they would go in and redevelop, boom. And that's exactly what happened. You know? So, anyway, I don't know how, well, yeah, we were talking about the Bronx, but you see, this this is that gentrification shit on steroids. You know, there's a plan. There is a plan, Jerry.
3: Con. Mm. Hey, I wanted. to... Uh, they have. Uh, oh, b- by the way, this from Dave number eleven, hashtag hashtag strip club food, and I read Playboy for the articles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, we are uh, we we are uh, still looking for seventy five dollars to finish. Uh, Cat in Ohio's uh yes for the horn in challenge. Thank you Cat. And I I yeah, hope the horn in happens and I hope somebody uh, kicks along 75 bucks that would be helpful that would be so, oh my god it'd be so helpful to actually have a day's funding taken care of on on, on uh, this Monday uh before Thanksgiving. It's also uh, here in almost level west by col manchenia stand. Uh it's also uh first day of deer season. I'm sorry. First day of buck season. The people who get all upset about accuracy in regard to guns and killing things—it's the first day of buck season. <laughs> R- rifle and buck season. Um, and you know they—they they, make—they make blaze orange vests for your your pupper, so that some drunk dude uh, with a rifle from Ohio, you know, won't. You know, won't waste your Labrador Retriever. Well, it was a book. That, that's pretty
5: really dangerous. Uh, Robin? Yeah. Robin, doesn't that seem really, I, I, I just, I never could, under, I see these people, they park on the highway, and they go out in the woods. I'm like, okay, so you had these, like, 30-06, these high-powered rifles, and you're just out there. When you hear something moving around, you're going to shoot. Okay, hmm. I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to be around. I, it, and then you don't know who's coming from the other side. That's the thing,
3: right? Yeah, I tell you, you want you, you, you want a real exciting time. Be part of a deer drive, where a bunch of a bunch a bunch of guys with a belly full of beer and thirty out sixes, uh, is standing about maybe 15, uh, 15 feet from each other, start moving all in the same direction, trying to jump a deer, get a deer to jump up and run, and then everybody starts shooting. Jesus. But it's all terribly, terribly manly. Oh, I'm sorry, there's that voice, I apologize. Uh, I wanted to mention to you that the story has come out about one of the people who stopped the killing Uh, in Colorado Springs, and he is an amazing, amazing man. Um, His name is Richard Fierro, and he actually is a a retired major in the Army. He was an uh, Army field artillery officer. And Bronze Star served in Iraq and Afghanistan. And because of the training he'd had, he went toward the fire and not away from it when he began seeing the chaos unfold around him. And uh, he and one other guy were the ones who um, disarmed and hopefully beat the piss out of Andy Aldrich, He said, when the, uh, uh, he said, I dove when I heard the first shots, and I pushed my friend down. He went to the floor and ended up getting shot. By the way, uh, Richard Fierro owns a local brewery, because Colorado. Mm. Um, he went to, the, went to the floor and wound up getting shot. So did his friend's wife and his daughter's boyfriend. Um, his daughter broke her knee running for cover till a stranger pulled her to safety. Um, his wife got sucked into the crowd that went to the patio. Then he saw the guy with the gun. I looked across the room, and the guy was standing at the door. I ran across the bar, grabbed the guy from the back, and pulled him down and pinned him against the stairs. This is interesting. In the Washington Time, uh, Washington Post account, it says, uh, Fierro weighs 300 pounds but said the gunman was bigger wearing body armor and carrying both a handgun and an AR-15-style rifle. Mm -hmm. He went for his weapon, and I grabbed his handgun. His AR was right in front of him. And then he started shouting orders to a young man who had stopped in front of the shooter to assist. I said, kick him! Move the AR! Then I just started hitting him. But he was in armor plate, so I started hitting him wherever there was skin. The back of his head was my target. I'm an officer, and that's what we do. I took control of the scene as best I could. I'm just hitting the guy with the pistol, beating the back of his head. I'm yelling to people at the same time. Call the police. Let's go. Mm, mm, mm. Then this paragraph. When the young man assisting him flagged, Fierro said he hailed a passing drag queen in high heels to help, shouting, KICK HIM!
5: Oh, that's great. Oh, that's beautiful.
3: (laughs) She kicked him because the other guy was tired. Mm -hmm. Oh, stripper heels, I'm sure. Big old platforms. Stomp him, honey! Stomp him! Mm. After handing the suspect over to the police officer, Fiero went to find the friends he had come with, both of whom had been shot and were being treated with tourniquets by first responders. I put her hand in his hand so they could be together. Can we get this guy the Presidential Medal of Freedom, please, if it hasn't already been devalued by the fact that it was given to Rush fucking Limbaugh?
5: Oh, I forgot about that. I mean... hmm.
3: Then he said the police showed up, more police, and they treated him with suspicion. They interrupted him as he rendered first aid to a friend and dragged me out of there like I was the shooter. They held him in a police car... For for an hour before they released him to reunite with his wife and daughter. Police did not return calls seeking to confirm his account. So the cops showed up and still got it wrong.
5: Well, you know how are how are they going to know? That's hard. I mean, like you have to just jump in. You know, you don't have time to be asking people what's going on. You jump in.
3: He never saw his daughter Cassie's boyfriend, 22-year-old Raymond Green of Vance. Raymond Green Vance, 22, her high school sweetheart of six years. Later, he learned from the man's mother that he had died, and with her permission, Fierro's wife posted about their experiences. Jessica Fierro said no one should ever have to witness bloodshed like this. The loss of lives and the injured are in our hearts. We are devastated and torn. We love our LGBTQ community and stand with them. This cowardly and despicable act of hate has no room in our lives.
5: Okay, Robert, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, Did the perpetrator, did they have time to use the AR-15 or were were the injuries and deaths inflicted by the handgun?
3: Um, we don't, I don't, I don't know, but given, given the way the scene is described, I'm guessing he went in shooting with the AR 15 because you got to remember how many rounds he got off. He shot oh, 20, okay. he shot and wounded 25 people and murdered five.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that answers that, doesn't it? Okay. Wow.
0: Yeah,
3: that's nice too. One woman, Brianna Renee, said, I saw him there. I danced with him. He saved my life. Thank you for your bravery. So much for a good guy with a gun. How about a good guy? You know, we've had multiple stories now like this. Where uh, it's th- it's th- 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 there was the story in Birmingham where the guy went in to shoot up an Episcopal church and one of the parishioners uh, beat him soundly with a folding chair like it was a WWE uh, 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 situation. (laughs) Right. But I think one of the larger points is this guy was able to do what he did because he had a lifetime of formal training in war, and he recognized the situation he was in as an act of war and behaved accordingly. Ordinary citizens are generally not capable of responding that way. This guy's training kicked in. Most people aren't trained. Thank God for him. You know, compare him with the Uvalde cops.
5: Oh, you know what? Since you brought that up. Do you think... That the hesitancy was like, well, these kids aren't going to be anything anyway because they're, you know, brown Hispanic.
3: No, I don't think there was. I don't think there was that much consideration in it. I think they were just scared, uh, uh, scared to the point of wetting themselves. By the way, Jude says, Jude says, I align with Todd's walk regarding the hate manifesting so rawly. Yet there is a vast unknown of our collective consciousness focused on goodness, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. Reflective, we are everyday folks. Here, here, even in the midst of it all, we each have our place on the pale blue dot. Let it flow. Thank you, Jude. Thank you. That's nice.
5: Thank you. Hope you're well.
3: Yes. So, um, let's see. Let's pop back over. No, nobody there. Okay. Well,
5: I thought, so, oh. No, go ahead. I, I don't know. I You know, it, the, all this stuff is coming together, you know, way back a few months, not a few months, I guess about a year ago. Well, well after January 6th, you know, that, that prompted us to talk about how, and I heard you say tonight, or maybe it was on a previous broadcast, uh... You know, our our institutions are infiltrated with folks with a certain mindset. And and that is how we have gotten this far in terms of this malfeasance. Because, you know, when those folks stormed the Capitol on January 6th, the best thing and I don't say this lightly but the best thing would the best thing would have been to just gun them down because if we don't have it, it was more than just the property damage it's more than that it's more than breaking in there it's disrupting the peaceful transfer of power and that was the intention
3: yeah to bring down the government of the United States
5: right uh just like the, the, the previous president, the orange, you know, the, 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 the MILF, the maleo-fascist, joked about us being a shithole country, that's exactly what he he turned his people, that's exactly what he made us, like these um, Central American countries that are ruled by the generals. And it's just having an uprising, they just take over yeah. and that, that,
3: that. Well, you know, it's interesting, uh, you mentioned, you know, remember, they they went there, the maggots went there wanting the beginning of a civil war. They were hyped up. I mean, the capital was their starting point, not their end point. mm mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting. I've been watching a uh, uh, limited-run series on Amazon based on, William Goldman? Gibson? Uh, It's called The Peripheral. And part of it is set in 2028. And this is not necessarily a spoiler. But by 2028, apparently, the United States has gone through a civil war because a couple of the central characters are ex-Marines and you find out where they were war fighting was Texas. That's not central to the plot. It doesn't give anything away. But um, there are people who sit around and dream of that as a good day. And by the uh, way, as to uh, as to Richard Fierro, the retired major in Colorado Springs, you know. Lady B talked about the fact that so much of the population of the Springs is retired military or people who were in the military and decided to stay. And Dave number 11 just observed, only in Colorado Springs, GIs in every direction.
5: Yeah, and they
3: mostly vote. And, you know, him, and, him, look, vote. and him looking at that drag queen saying, kick him, honey, kick him again, keep kicking." And we've talked about the overlap, and I've been thinking about this Um You know, we talk about those Venn diagrams that are only circles. Mm-hmm. If you get deep enough into researching the incels, you will find observations that say that they are easily radicalized into other right-wing causes, neo-Nazism being one of them. Um Homophobia and transphobia being another mm-hmm. and here's a three hundred pound man who says that 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 Andy Aldrich was even bigger than him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> kind of makes you wonder because you know he targeted trans people for death. And I wonder if we're going to find out that he had been in there before.
5: Well, that's what I—that's what I've, I've already heard chatter that he was in there and got snubbed, or something. Something else was going on. I mean, because
3: it could be something as innocuous as a trans girl looking at him and saying, "No, thanks."
5: You know, most most crime is not random. That's that's, that's just an outlier. Most crime is committed. No violent crime. But there is a, there, there, there there
3: is a deep and disturbing undercurrent among cis guys in this country, especially cis white guys, mm-hmm. who feel like women owe them sex. Uh, they're, they're, I've, now, even, I've even I've even have I've even seen a I've even seen a page called. I put I put the nice guy money in. Why doesn't the why doesn't the sex come out? Well, yeah, some people think that's You don't scary. want to, I mean, the, the the posts are extremely disturbing to read.
5: Well, can, but, you, can you define
3: cis, please? Cis, uh, you know, your, your gender aligns with the way you were assigned at birth. So there's cis and trans. You're, you're you're a cis guy. I'm a trans woman. Okay. I just said, I just need to know. Yeah, CIS, CIS. Galea Transalpina, Galea Cisalpina. It means same in okay, Latin. Um, but these 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 guys will get just infuriated because they think they're owed sex, and they're not having it.
5: Well, you know that happens. I, I have friends, I have friends, and I, I, I mean, they tell me, and I, I had a friend that I introduced to another friend, and I didn't know he was like that. You know, just because you buy somebody dinner doesn't mean, you know, you get dessert.
3: Well, it's, it, 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 is, it is the reduction of relationships between people as a form of prostitution. I mean, you know, there's 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 a, a there's there's five hundred dollars on the nightstand, or you know, in the world view of these guys, uh, t- Jesus, a trip to a-, a trip to Applebee's and a and a and and one of the big beers.
5: <laughs> oh God, it's your neighborhood bar.
3: And, and and somehow and, and I guess something you know they 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 think they think that the that the woman is supposed you know that it's supposed to create some sense of obligation. That's why I don't, and many women don't. What uh, I mean, we we pay our way now.
5: You know, there's, there's so much to say. I'm not even going to comment on that.
0: It's just a lot. It, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: That that's a lot. I mean, it's like that sleazy stuff I was reading Friday night uh, for Robin's creepy sugar daddy story time. They, they just they they feel they feel empowered to say anything to you at all that comes into their head, and most of it's filthy.
5: Well, I'm gonna try to look at the bright side because you you remember uh, during your honeymoon period you were you were pleasantly surprised that you didn't get any, you didn't get too much negative feedback. Right. And you know, people are cruel, you know? I mean, I I don't, you know, just people are cruel. We can't stand it. People grown ass people doing stupid shit. It's like, okay, wow. You're 50 some years old and you act like that? Like really? Mm, okay. And now the young people, this is people out of control, man. Some of these young people are just fucked up in the head. And, you know, I used to think it was like some kind of conspiracy over like old people talking when they would say, oh, the communists are trying to flood our country with drugs. But you know what? You think about it. North Korea, some of these countries that are just lawless, I mean, they're not, well, they're lawless because they do their own thing. There's, you know, whoever's in charge—that's the law. They could have industrial-sized factories just pumping out fentanyl, just pumping it out. Even, even some states in Mexico, right? Because this fentanyl—man, people are, are ODing now, left and right. It's everywhere. It's, it's just ridiculous. What do you think about that?
3: Well, I mean, we we've been eating eating alive with it here. It's like the guy who was calling in you know, the Washington Journal about the pythons. Reticulating reticulating pythons. Worst, but, uh, Lee in New York earlier said, worst Monty Python tribute troop ever. Uh, but he he was right in what he said about the pill mills.
5: He was right about that.
3: People People were going down there and filling their scripts, and the guy that would drive the car got a portion of the scripts for driving them down they literally paid in pills
5: they they're still addicted they they had to go i mean and then their their kids got addicted that stuff that i mean it's awful
3: i mean I, you know more kids have more more kids have died out of out of our kids uh, graduating classes than have since like vietnam mm
0: mm and that's the
3: reality, and it's not it's not far different where you are, and it's not d- different up east, but they seem to have focused on rural areas. I guess maybe because they thought that they could dump the pills. I mean, remember there, 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 there was there was there was enough hydrocodone dumped in one pharmacy in West Virginia for every person in West Virginia to have a nice hydrocodone addiction. Mm-hmm. And you know that's yep. one point six million people. You know, a hundred or more pills per person. It's it's because oh. they done one pharmacy. One pharmacy. Oh, and uh someone's back on the stress line. Stand by, let's find out who. Hey, welcome to the program.
0: Hey.
6: Hey dude. Huh well hi do hey Todd how are you hello
3: yeah we're all here pardon I said we're all here
6: oh I'm sorry it just it's something clicked on my end I just came outside I just got home from work but Todd I wanted to just check on how you and your mother are doing since you left your dad um.
3: Let me, are you there, Todd? I'm here. Okay, go ahead. I'll talk.
5: Yeah. You know, think things are moving along. Um, you know, um, my grieving is different. I'm going through these stages and, you know, um, I'm, I'm preparing. And now I know because I'm telling you when someone dies right in front of you, I mean, like right in front of you. <laughs> And then you, you you lift their eyelids up, and it's like, oh my God, they're dead! Wow,
0: mm-hmm.
5: and it's your loved one, this this it, I'll never forget that ever.
6: Uh, it's getting, almost it's like being it. part of it. Mm-hmm. I'm
0: sorry, it's like yeah. being
6: part. It's no, like it being uh, and present to a transition, a real life altering transition. One of the first deaths that I did by myself in hospice um, was an Italian uh, fellow, older gentleman, and he was hot to trot when I got there, and he was pissed off. And I went in, and his wife was in staging, and uh, you know, but he and I had to send him out for medications because she came on quickly to hospice, and things hadn't—we didn't have a chance to set it up. And I, you know, worked uh, five in the evening till eight in the morning, so that's... Majority of what I did, and it took everything. And I knew nothing about hospice, but I just made connections with someone. And as she, you know, I finally got her comfortable. He had to go out and get the morphine, and you know, we did the sublingual, and all this was going on. And when she finally, because I had to address him with kindness but direct, you know, directness, I said, "She is in the midst of transition right now." And when you mentioned um, about you know, being, you know, present when your father made that passage. Uh, when this woman died, this whole thing flooded me because she died peacefully and he was quiet. This whole thing flood, flooded me, um, like being, um, a, a midwife in some kind of transition that I knew really nothing about. So there's, uh, there's something about, about that, just like when babies are born and, but I really exactly. appreciate it. Uh... Feel
5: the spirits moving around. You can you can feel spirits moving around. Yes, my, my better half was with me at the same time, and yeah. I, I, I mean it. It was just it was just something was odd. Like we could feel the spirit, like when he. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, it's not hard to explain you can, you can tell that's what you're talking about you know I think you know mm-hmm. because
6: oh very much so princess, yeah very much yeah you know it's, and, hmm. and then we have you know these types of moments and with what you both were talking about earlier uh, you know with the, you know another massive shooting you know that then ties all the ones in the past it's like I it this ongoing train going down, Um, but there are individuals like ourselves that pay attention to, like, this moment at hand. This is all we have, and each time, you know, one goes out, there's all sorts of incredible things that can occur on an energy level that sometimes people forget um, that we really are just everyday folks, that we're people that are healthy and seeking things, uh, you know, that really does make a difference. And um, I always, en- I always enjoy listening to the two of you and I'm kind of tired and, um, but I, I couldn't take my shoes and socks off uh, when I called in, like I usually do, when you know, to kind of ground me because it's like 30 degrees and the grass is kind of crispy.
3: <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. No. Frostbite is a thing.
6: Well, when you both were talking earlier about um, uh, the differences in people, uh, I mean, profound differences right now with, you know, this hate that's just, you know, like some kind of spore that's taken over and, you know, really damaged Mm -hmm. the body on all all sorts of different levels. Uh, And then when you brought up about, you know, the goodness in people, that That it's still there, but we we so seldom hear about it, and that was so um energy lifting uh to have to hear that and I know there's many people that think about it, but to have people because i you know when we sense one one sends something out into the universe that that's pretty heavy uh with a collective thought because the universe somehow seems to reply.
0: Mhm,
5: mhm, well, you said a lot, Jude.
6: Well, I have a, a curious situation going on at my work, and there's several of the people on the horn that know about it because we talk on the phone and um I have a, a new um uh boss a supervisor that's come in, and I've been at my place for two years. And it is the core, one of the core centers besides women's standing that just has opened up a whole new awareness in my life. The energy frequency. I'm loved. I love. It just, it continues on and it's real busy. Well, they hired, they hired someone about six months ago. And it's been uh, an ongoing journey for me to find something in him that I can like or have an attachment to but I just don't have it. And at times it, it, it actually presents itself as, as repelling. And it's just a you know, fellow. And uh, so I've been doing a lot of work on that, uh, trying to, you know trying to move through it. And then when I think about individuals that are so dangerous that people have that same sense when they're I'm not saying that he's dangerous at all the people that we encounter that we know something's wrong you know just we just know it and you know what to do with it at that moment so that's that's one of my um, major uh, situations and it is really kind of at times broken my heart but you know nothing need, nothing can be perfect and it's demanded uh, a reality of me having to deep look into myself and come back and realize, you know, my perception ends at the end of my nose. So I can kind of sense sometimes when people are struggling with all this trauma that's going on because it's, it's so unbearable if one's willing to stand in that well of grief for a period of time. But yet, um, as much as one tries, uh, it's just always a reminder that we're just simply human beings. And we have something real, you know, sacred and important for the planet. It's not ours, but for some reason, um, we're gifted with that. So, anyway, I hope that's okay to share.
3: Well, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm.
5: You know, life. You know, life is funny, isn't it? Life is just, you you can't, life life is the craziest thing. I mean, what what does life mean? Because one, your shit can change in a second. Everything you think is okay is not. Just like, boom, just like that. Mm -hmm. And so we need consistency. That's why people seek consistency, because if if there's consistency, it's a sense of control. Because, once again, life is just insane. You know, we uh-huh. just don't know. But you're. We don't know really, at all. Don't know, we don't know. And and we have to remember that when we're out in public, we don't know. A lot of people are having bad days, and they need they need sympathy. They might need space. And we have to remember that. And and these folks that we deal with, like in the convenience store and restaurants, you know, that's hard dealing with the public. Look at all these. A lot of people have just kind of got crazy with the pandemic, I guess, being isolated. They weren't used to it. And, you know, they weren't able to cope. And they're driving aggressively. Have you noticed how many people are tailgating now and all these weird, aberrant drivers everywhere and and road raids and all, all kinds of stuff? So it doesn't hurt to be nice to people because you don't mm-hmm. know you have a bad day. You know what I mean? Just say something nice and and it'll register. And <laughs> it's good, it's karma. They pass it on. You know?
6: And I think that, you, you know, know it, you re- I, mean, it, it, I think it, think it
5: re- You think it what? I'm sorry.
6: I think part of it um, has to do with individuals. I know that I have to do an awful lot of work to stay in a place when I go out that I can be open to someone. Because I every everywhere I go, something always happens. And in the midst of really difficult trying times, uh, you know, one be- I become a little bit, um, I become more vulnerable to what's going on around others. And having friendships and people that we can really talk intimately about issues uh, those are really golden gifts, because in that in that really deep dialogue of trusting and getting down to you know, not necessarily on this program, but although we do, you know, getting down to real deep levels of who we are and how we struggle, uh, that's a real combining force that you know that can can move us you know in the right direction.
5: Robin, what do you think about that?
3: Well, just like I mean. We, we, have to, we have to be cognizant of who we are and where we are and how we are. Um, I've been consumed with what happened in Colorado Springs for a couple of days now.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And, you know, that news came on the heels of remembering 30 people who didn't finish 2022 and in some cases didn't finish 2021. And it's happening more and more and more, and it's not an accident. It's not because there's an uptick in crazy people. It is because people have been radicalized, like this Andy Aldrich. He's been radicalized by ongoing campaigns to make him radical. Thursday, this past... A guy with a knife walked into the New York Times building, had a knife in one hand and a stuffed animal in the other. Did you see that? And demanded Uh, to see the politics section. uh. And then when security said, get the book out of here. You're not going to see nobody. Give me the knife. He turned over the knife and they took him off to the hospital and police say there was no struggle. So well, that. that's
0: the person
6: that was ground. That that was the person that was grounded to be able to react at that moment in the right way.
3: And then uh, there there was the uh, claim back in late October by the New York Post. They said they had been hacked by an employee. Their their Twitter account got hacked and started posting hateful messages. And the tweets, uh, the, the person got fired, but the tweets were calls for uh, the assassination of the president of the United States, as well as a demand that someone murder Alexandria Ocasio Cortez.
0: <laughs>
3: then another tweet, um, uh, Used a bunch of racist language to go after New York Mayor Eric Adams, who is, in fact, a horrible mayor. We know that, but it's still not okay, okay to call for him to be murdered. Um, Giselle Fetterman, the wife of uh, John Fetterman of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, Fox News has whipped up an entire campaign against her uh claiming that she is the puppet master of her husband and she's not and and she didn't take any shit. she said the right wing hates women, they especially hate strong women, and I think that's what you're seeing.
4: Mrs. Spetterman said the fact that a
3: spouse of a senator-elect has been attacked nonstop for the past 24 hours and everyone's okay with it and everyone thinks it's normal. It's not normal. Since entering the Capitol for training, my inbox has been completely filled with threats and horrible things, and that's because I've been a nonstop loop on Fox News. Hopefully it's not like this forever, and hopefully it's not like this for the next young Latina or person of color or spouse who enters this space. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harris Faulkner a woman of color in her own right had a hissy on Fox over a picture of Giselle Petterman uh, and 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 her the, the photo is cropped and she said uh, the couple have a running jo- and it was explained the couple have a running joke that John doesn't fit in photos he's huge A conspiracy theory was implied that Giselle was trying to steal the show and maybe even the Senate seat from her duly elected husband. Over at one right-wing sewer, the first day for Senator-elect Giselle Fetterman, why is she even there? And this was at another sewer. And Fox News turned the whole thing into a (coughs) news (coughs) story. This hatred is all over the country. We got, it, it, it's, it's hatred and stupidity. There's the, the Indiana cop who showed up at South Vermilion High School to teach kids what it means to be a good cop, and then he took out his weapon and accidentally shot a kid. Mean and stupid are a deadly combination. But I'm thinking, particularly—I mean, it, it, particularly with regard to uh, Colorado Springs. That guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy sounds like he was—he was. I mean, it's clear there was a bias motivation, but I think there is a more granular explanation for his bias. And maybe we'll have to save that for tomorrow because I got to get out of here. Because I want be to be able. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm. I just right. have to. It's I have. Time. I have to end the show. It's time. I, I'm just leaving. Good oh, okay, you. okay. But um, <laughs> truth is, my friends over at Maggie's are holding a friends' giving this evening. They do it every year and asked me if I would invited me to please come on by. So I'm probably gonna fix up and well, go, enjoy over, yourself. go over and see my friends.
6: Yeah, enjoy. Intro- well, thank oh. you for the time, you two.
3: Appreciate oh, thank it. you. Thank you for calling, Jude. Thank you so much. And thank you, Todd, for a great conversation.
5: Thank you, people, everyone.
3: And thank you all for being part of the conversation. Uh, Kat still has $75 of matching money on the table that she would very much like to uh, see finished out challenge-wise. So if anybody wants to jump in with 75 bucks. It would be hugely appreciated. And that would get us, you know, that would get us down in the, uh, um, what, uh, a, a, the $800 neighborhood. So we, we, we at least we'd be you know, sort of keeping track. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to our PayPal and Patreon subscribers. Thanks to our a la carte contributors. Thanks. To each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all volunteer staff. Thank you to Sparky and Steve in the chat room. Earlier. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, Head On. Live. Thank you john fox in australia hey remember brand new fresh malloy on the way 9 p.m eastern standard time 6 p.m pacific best place to listen to the first star of the malloy is head live thank you ben birch white Rose society.org thanks to the hardest working bravest people i know the folks at coal river mountain watch crmw.net 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in appalachia and a proud union shop Please stay safe, get your booster, get your flu shot, wipe down your surfaces, help stop the spread of RSV. Wash your hands, don't touch your face. Wear your mask when you're among the great maggot, unwashed and unvaxxed. Use your hand sanitizer. Keep your social distance 15 to 20 feet, like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And if you see a uh, a high school, dro- a brunette high school dropout from uh Colorado, who happens to be a member of Congress, burbling about thoughts and prayers when will the violence end? Avoid that maggot like the plague, because she is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Later.